0: and gentlemen welcome welcome to the co-optional podcast or should i say the brain optional podcast no, merely adopted ah. to the podcast i was born in it molded by it thanks to for what are you, are that
1: you talking about john B.? no i uh.
2: understand yeah. This, this
3: is a big show. Okay,
4: for what you. a terrible way to start a podcast. I'm uh, so
3: delighted to talk about the video games.
4: Was... I played video games long before you, Dodger.
0: Uh, <laughs> you see, you're, you're, that's not an impression. That's just, <laughs> just going R into a protein shaker. Stop it now.
3: I got I a lot of practice that doing that when the grudge came out.
0: Uh, wait, oh, whoa, whoa, God. What? <laughs> That's not quite You're the same. The grudge? <laughs>
3: it's
0: more like I a... was the
3: grudge. You were the, you were the grudge? I was the grudge. Oh, and then I learned shit. to love and became a real girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we the used
1: grudge to... that stole Christmas. I remember. <laughs> Her heart grew
4: three sizes that day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While we
0: were at university living in a a house together, there were four of us. We were all pretty chicken shit when it came to horror movies, but we'd occasionally, through the power of peer pressure, get each other to watch them to justify our masculinity. And we watched The Grudge at one point, and for the next two weeks, because we're all fucking shit scared by it, it was people around corners going sort of. Yeah, there you go. You can do it better than I can now. Yeah. It was like, oh fuck you.
1: <laughs> that just sounds like working in an old folks home.
0: Uh it's it's fairly similar, yeah. Uh, and with eventually identical model, results. People. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> they're like they're the grudge, not listening. everybody or, uh, dies.
4: That's our audience. Our audience is the elderly. They leave us on in nursing homes. That's how we get True. most of our views. True.
1: Now you warn me, great. I'm Blimey. so
4: sorry. Yeah.
1: Just terrifying. I like Columbo. There we are. That that'll sort me with them.
3: Oh my god! I also like Columbo. All good-hearted
4: uh, people
1: like. He Columbo.
3: just wants to eat that
4: pizza, but the cheese keeps falling off.
3: Ah, uh, but what? uh, one more thing though. Yes. I'll just. I have some big. One fan. more thing my wife's a big fan that was the other one yeah. god i love him i He's just so precious. Out,
4: i just want to point out as we joke about old people being our number one audience we all then proceed to just talk about Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the show Columbo, a show that hasn't been on in maybe 20 years i'm just putting it out there look
3: they brought it back when he was super old and, and then he passed away
4: Oh, Columbo.
3: Columbo, I miss you!
4: Yeah, but that Jessica Fletcher, she is a dame. Love her. a mystery. She
3: mysteries. needs to move, though. What? Hot damn. There's a murder in that town, like, every couple of days. They follow
1: her where she goes. She is clearly the murderer. They never thought yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Oh,
3: final episode. Final the final episode. best bait and switch.
4: Yeah, she's just sharpening a knife, like, it all went according to plan. And then she writes the new book. <laughs> and yeah.
1: it turns out she was Mrs. Columbo all along.
3: Oh my god! There's my a wife's a big oh fan! God. It was her the whole time! Of murder! A <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of murder! And here I am, um, having no idea what's going them.
0: on, thinking about the t- a touch of frost more so than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> if
4: like, you what? know what we're talking about, just go to YouTube one day and look up Columbo intro, and
0: okay. that'll pretty
4: much explain everything you need to know good
0: about to Columbo. know. Yeah, good to know. Welcome mm. to the Quotable Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our return guest. Always good to have a return guest because that means that we haven't alienated them too much during the first <sighs> outing. New York Times best-selling author and purveyor of ratty old couches, Mister Stuart Ashens. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you very much, sir. Always good to have <laughs> you back. That's yep. it. Yeah. That's we'll it. I'll go now. Yep, fine.
4: <laughs> Bye.
1: Print a curt introduction,
0: indeed. <laughs> I I bought your book and it still stays in my toilet. It's uh, in
4: in, in
1: you your toilet, no, not it to inside flush. the toilet. Get, no, it
0: won't yeah. go down. It's it's because yeah. of the size. Like it's an unusually sized book. You know, it's it's wide and square and has a hardback, so it doesn't go down very yeah, the easily. The reason it's square is because the pages are actually softer than Andrex and more absorbent. Good to know. That will mm. be very very useful to know indeed in future. <laughs> you know, if there's an emergency.
1: It's yep, it, that's it, it why is it's kind the best toilet book ever made.
0: It's an emergency book. Really, it's for when the iPad runs out of batteries. So, it's 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 there, you know? It's a replacement for what you just had to do. Case. Like, you had to go and say, oh, damn, I'm out of reading material. So, you get, you grab the shampoo and you start reading the ingredients. like, wow, I did not know it had so many chemicals in it. And you just read it over and over again and you've memorized it by the time at the end. It's like, well, I feel informed your, now. You've got to do something.
4: Is, your book is like the canned green beans in a apocalypse bunker. It's there <laughs> when TV needs But to. extreme emergencies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like he wants to read it, but it's there in case he needs to. Right?
0: It's also
1: exactly it the right needs- height to prop up a wonky table.
0: We thought of everything. i d- I did not consider that. That would yeah. be useful. You do, <laughs> I believe, have another book on the way, as it turns out. This is kind of, this is almost your e-book tour, as it were. That's it, of this room. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because it's so nice, I don't want to leave it As big as a lie I've told recently Yes, I do <laughs> I'm uh, writing a second uh, follow-up More terrible old games you've probably never heard of and We're calling it Attack of the Flickering Skeletons mm. Because uh, as a homage to the old Atari 8-bit game Domain of the Undead Which oh, is God. the worst thing since the Well, since most other since games are undead. System, Actually, Domain mm. Yeah oh, the the undead.
0: Undead. Terrible
1: www.undead.com
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's applause worthy that's a good joke
0: I think it. Nice.
4: that's better that's than the good one. Deserves.
0: why on earth did we not have this be a Squarespace episode <laughs> <laughs> buy your domain of the undead at squarespace.com slash co-optional there's your extra value Squarespace yes. <laughs> please keep sponsoring us we need your money thank you Welcome to the Official Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming on the show, we we'll talking about the games that we have been playing this week. I think we will be trying to avoid a more Mass Effect because I think we may have burned that topic out now.
4: We don't need to talk about it anymore. I think we're updating I think
0: we it anyway, so whatever. They are, actually. Yeah, that is a one noteworthy thing that they are fixing several things. They're looking into the lip sync. Thank God. They're looking yeah. into some of the movement animation bugs. And they're also, which to me is the biggest change, allowing you to skip the travel, unskippable travel cutscenes. That people were arguing, well, no, they can't skip those because they're hiding loading assets. I'm like, no, they're not. They're plainly not. So, And they've admitted that they haven't now. So they're going to let you skip that. Thank God. No more wasted time. Also, they're increasing the size of the inventory. Why don't you just get rid of the inventory? Like, what's, why does it even have to have a limit? What's the <laughs> point? Can I tell you guys something
4: really amazing? Uh, so... A few weeks ago, you know that I, I love Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Aloy is like my my one true girl. I yeah. love that girl. Um, so I went on to the PlayStation Store because I saw an ad or maybe it's the PlayStation, uh, Twitter account. Something they had like, there's a new Aloy shirt and it's fucking dope. And I was like, oh, I'm totally in. So I went online to go buy that. And when I was there, I saw they had the the pre order for this giant fucking thunderjaw T Rex robot. And I was like. Okay. Right up my nerd alley. I want to get that. So I pre-ordered that thing. It all finally arrived yesterday. Pull out the shirt and like, it's everything I have ever wanted. Pull out the box and I'm like, well, this is suspiciously small. What is? This? What is going on here? I look at the side of the box and I swear to God, it says Mass Effect Andromeda model. I'm like, what? What? I open it up. It's straight up a Mass Effect Andromeda model of a ship, and I was like. I can't get away from this game. (laughs) They sent me the wrong thing. A completely, totally wrong thing. And I was like, what? So, yeah, I have to return everything in order to get the thing I wanted. That's where my... Mass Effect ruined everything for me still. (laughs) I can't... Fucking Mass Effect. I can't
0: get away. Look, if it makes you feel any better, go and watch the... And you're going to be asking me, why the fuck am I talking about this again? Uh-huh. Go and watch the SmackDown Women's Championship match at WrestleMania from, yes- from uh, two days ago. Uh-huh. You, the reason you're going to like it, not only that Xavier Woods was cosplaying a Final Fantasy character. It was as were, looking. Right. As were the entire New Day. And they rode down to the ring on this giant tricycle with a chocobo in the front of it. And it was great. <laughs> Seriously? it was. The event was sponsored by Final Fantasy XIV's expansion. I Why shit I you God? not.
3: Stormblood? Yeah. I can't wait. So they actually
0: did some stuff. They even referenced it on the commentary, which is amazing, what? but-
3: St- Stormblood? Storm
4: Apparently that's a thing now.
0: Get the fuck out. That's what the kids what? are doing these days. Get
4: out. Get, but Storm blood? The Get out. The thing that you are like, Jesse, is not Storm that. Blood?
0: No. <laughs> God damn it. You've Stop. ruined everything, Final Stop Fantasy. Uh, what you will like is the fact that one of the wrestlers cosplayed as Alloy. And wrestled as Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Ms. Becky Lynch from Ireland. Did you just
3: tug on your shirt like you wanted to rip it off of yourself?
0: Hey, I was very <laughs>
4: close. I was gonna just be like
0: Ugh, I love you. Yeah, go watch it. You'll love it. She she's a total dork and looks exactly like her. She already had the red hair anyway, it didn't take much effort.
4: I can't go watch that. I will literally become a stalker and be like, "Maybe one day she'll love me." No, I, can't. <laughs> I have to. I have to. I have to build a wall between me and her because it's too real. It's too real.
0: Oh dear. Um.
3: Also, shout out to us for saying what? we weren't saying we weren't going to talk about Mass Effect, but then talking <laughs> about Mass Effect. We barely
0: did. It was a couple of minutes at most. You know, <laughs> it's then totally it not only- Mass Effect.
3: Good job future us you did it
0: oh man
4: can we just make that a thing from now on we start every podcast like you know what shout out to us (laughs)
3: shout Shout out to us oh dear only to ourselves because we nobody else (laughs) Mm, no uh can i talk about rain world
0: by all means you know what
3: i'd love to talk
4: about that game too
3: wait i'm gonna grab my slug cat first hold on
4: Wait, you have a slug cat? cat?
0: That's not fair. Why don't I get a slug cat? I don't get a slug cat.
3: Why do you have a slug cat? Why do you have a slug cat? Adult Swim sent me a slug cat. Oh! Yay. Okay. Rain
0: World, yes. Fucking
3: Rain World. (laughs) Uh I've been so excited for this game. I feel like I've been waiting forever for this game to come out. Um, the first time that I saw footage of it, I was like, this looks weird and awesome, and I want to play it so badly. Um, the concept of it is that you're a slug cat, who's basically just, like, a cat from here up, and then the rest of him's a slug, right? Can I? Um, before yes. we jump
4: into this, before yes. we even talk about this, I just want to point out, in the future, yes. slug cats, like, look at the slug. Let's talk about the concept of a slug cat. The Slugcat family that you're introduced to in the beginning of this game, they are four very, very, as you can see, snow white characters. Wonderful, super cute, very interesting to look at in a world that is brown and green and rusty and gross and terrible and black. And it's like, on what evolutionary level did these things evolve because they would all be killed immediately, <laughs> they stand out so much in this world. Cause everything else is like black and green foaming at the mouth and awful. And they're like little tiny, perfect pristine little like white slug people. It's like, you would all be dead. There's no way that any of you would have survived this long. It drove me crazy. I was like, how are you so <laughs> cute and wonderful? And like, like your little, these perfect little creatures you would all be dead. There's no way this game would even happen ever. But anyway, you can talk about be
1: no slug cuts. There would be no Slugcats. That's all no I'm saying. Yep. In fact, the so, Albino yeah. Slugcat sounds like an early 80s punk band,
0: so that's worth <laughs> it. it. does. More of the progressive um, end of punk, I would say, but getting there, certainly. They'd have a keyboard, basically. That's what uh, I yes, mean by that. Of course, yeah. always. Or a guitar. Yep. Also possible. <laughs> yeah.
3: So the concept of the game is that you're a Slugcat who's living in a very aggressive world where everything wants to eat you. Um, the game is called Rain World because... Uh, it operates in seasons, so you're awake for a season, which kind of feels like a day. You're awake for a season, and you have a little timer in the bottom. By the time that timer is up, you have to find a place to hibernate, otherwise the rain comes, and it's not like normal rain. It's like rain that will crush you under the water. Uh, and it the game, the game like reinforces that idea very well. When you get caught in the rain, you're like, "Oh, it's just rain." And then it like gets stronger and louder and like uh it makes you feel really strange, right? Um but basically like you just have to you're trying to survive, but at the same time you're trying to find your family. In the intro, it's it's you and your parents and your two siblings, um but you're separated from them because the rain starts to come and your family is like rushing to find a place to hibernate and you fall um so it's meant to be played slow it's it's meant to be played like very methodically because you don't want to get eaten um you need to you know find food you need to be very careful in how you do things because there's so much stuff that can eat you um and it's it's very very unforgiving but because of that it's been really divisive with people
4: Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I was really curious what you would say because I was going to do it for this week's fan Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, but I played maybe two hours of it and it is slow. Like there's, I don't want to spoil the game on Fan Fridays, but there has to be a certain level of like, Oh my God, this is so much fun. And this is a game that's very like, it's entertaining, but it's slow paced. Like in two hours, I don't know how much I actually got done because Mm -hmm. I was constantly like, Okay, I got to watch out for this guy and this thing over here, and then I got to go hibernate, and then I got to go like collect berries and or flies. And so it's like
0: it is a survival it, game. It, like pure it survival 100%. game. And I think yeah. some yeah. people maybe didn't understand that. They thought it was maybe Abs- some kind of I puzzle I absolutely
4: did not. I it's was expecting not. like cuz all the footage you see he's got like a little spear, and he's fucking like taking on badass monsters and shit. The the first 25 minutes of this game Tells you know that is not the case at all like yeah. you are that is not this game and so it's kind of like okay yeah
3: i, I think it. i think a lot of us went into it thinking it was going to be um like a a weird side-scrolling adventure game mm-hmm. it's not and that is not what the game is at all uh it also is the sort of game which i can appreciate it's the sort of game that doesn't tell you anything so, there are ways in which you have to progress, but you have to like figure them out and I spent i want to say a couple of hours feeling like I was just spinning my tires and like I wasn't progressing um and its it was frustrating it was very, very frustrating for me to play uh and the even even the controls are kind of slow on purpose. the whole game is just very slow very deliberate and. Very deliberately slow, yeah. Some people have said that it's actually better to play it with keyboard. I got so used to playing, because the the designer designed it while using a keyboard as the controller. Right. Um, so I tried playing it with an Xbox controller. And later on, after I was like done feeling really frustrated, <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll try it again, but try it with keyboard, because I've seen so many people say that it's better with keyboard. And the controls felt just as like, oof, like ugh, slow and ugh.
0: plodding,
4: so, and methodical. Yeah, I only, mm-hmm. I only use the keyboard, so okay. I can confirm that it is yeah. it, it, there. Is I, yeah, it's it, the, everything about it. You're absolutely right. Everything about it is methodical and slow, and take your time and figure this out. And. Uh, I just feel like the way they marketed it was not that way. Like me going into this game was like, oh, I can't wait to be this little slug cat. Son of a bitch and like killed him, Monsters trying to kill him. And he's like, "Mm -mm, bitch, I'm a slug cat. Like I was ready. And it's like, no, you spend the first many hours of this game running from everything and waiting and there's like one of the early on rooms. It's like a bunch of poles and there are two, uh, whatever, like lizards with green teeth or some shit. And you have to, like, sneak around them because you literally can't do anything. But sometimes the lizards are just like, we're right in your way again. So you just have to wait and be patient.
0: Yeah. And, like Enemies yeah. you know, can the- also chase you uh, from screen to screen. So they don't mm-hmm. give up hunting you. They genuinely yeah, yeah. will yeah, hunt you-, you.
3: They'll continue chasing you. But it also operates in a way where um, they're willing to fight with anything. Yes. So, it's like, if ecosystem. you can lead one aggressor to another aggressor and get out of their way, chances are they'll just fight each other, and then yeah. you can kind of sneak around them. Um, but, but it's about patience.
4: It's about like it, it is. It does not. It probably makes for a better stream than it does for a Fan Friday, for example. Yeah. But like, yeah, no. it's it, it's one of those things that it's just a slow game, and there's some games that that are that can be good, but make for terrible streams or terrible yeah. like. It's just that's the way it is, and it sucks that you know a lot of people are like, I want to play it, I want to show everyone how much I love it, but it's tough to do when the game's like,
0: okay, so if I
4: just wait for five minutes right here,
0: (laughs) holy shit! Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are some games that you can't get away with just putting an unedited stream of out. You know, it's just the way that it is. If you want to properly convey the experience, you've got to take a cleaver to that footage. But if you put it on a stream, yeah, you're gonna be sitting around. That's often the case, like, with turn-based games as well, where you get um, decision anxiety and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to sit here for five minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to do and everyone else is just like, go! Do something! <laughs> Entertain me!
4: Well, I mean, yeah. That's the same thing if you're playing, like, a-, a stealth game. People are like, just fucking go! It's like, I don't want to be detected. Like, go! It's like, no, I'm trying to get through this sneakily. And that's just because it's entertainment. Like, when you think about what our jobs are it's to be like we're making crazy things happen yeah 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 yeah. and so yeah sometimes games just don't work out
0: like that Mm. because they weren't necessarily built that way and that's Mm -hmm. entirely fine i don't want it to be built as a streaming game i think that would be a terrible idea Mm
3: -hmm. yeah I, i think rain world is supposed to be exactly what it is and um i i do think that it's sad that so many people are going into it including myself thinking it's going to be a different type of game and getting really frustrated with the pace yeah. of it uh because i don't think that it's a bad game i think that it's just not what i wanted to play and i got i got frustrated enough that i basically was just like all right i'm done mm. and that's not that's not very common for me like normally if i get frustrated i'm like no 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 let's like fucking do this right and it it I don't know, I was. it was like a combination of just like, I'm frustrated, but I'm also not having fun right now. Mm. Um, and that was a big bummer for me. But I'm glad that there are so many people who really who really love methodical games like that. That are like, this is exactly the sort of game that I've been wanting. So even mm. though it is divisive, there's like this whole group of people who are finding this game and being like, yes, I love this. This is just what I wanted, you know?
0: It so. seems like a very niche title it was prob- it was marketed a lot, I think, because, well, you know, it's Adult Swim Publishing. Obviously, they want to sell copies of the game. They're very effective at right. marketing stuff. They also, by the way, publish a lot of very hard games. Should be noted that Adult Swim actually does lean in that direction for many of its titles. Uh, Absolutely. One of the f- first ones it did, of course, Robot Unicorn Attack, and then it did Super House of Dead Ninjas, which was a fucking nightmare a of a game. It hard game. So hard.
3: Bol- Bolgar? Oh, Bolgar, of- yeah. I played that again not too long ago, and I was like... That this game's game still is hard. fucking hard, dude. Yeah,
4: no matter what you do, that game's like, get wrecked. it's so <laughs> it's frustrating.
3: Like, I just want to beat you.
0: Stu, you, ha- <laughs> you have both a grin on your face and a look of maybe distant pain, like you've experienced <laughs> some of these games before and they've been so damn difficult.
1: I can remember Robot Unicorn Attack, which Fun. is one of those things that seems like, oh, that's a bit of a laugh, play that for two minutes. And like four hours later, like, no, I will get one more point. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't. I'd never quite understood the addiction from that one and the bizarre erasure music in the background, which <laughs> often yet fits so perfectly.
0: It's weird. It's like they built their whole publisher ideology on the back of what Robot Unicorn Attack is. Yep. And they mm-hmm. went out of their way to find and publish games that were that had elements of that that were kind of this is really hard but you really want to just try it just once more that you're motivated to keep trying to beat this really difficult obstacle and it's an interesting interesting aesthetics they they like games
3: that have an odd look to them
0: Yeah. yeah and in this case i think in terms of the trailer and the several trailers for rain world i can understand why people got the idea that this was kind of like orion the blind forest as opposed to a hardcore survival game which it actually yeah. is because yes they do show some action-packed scenes and they show you kind of fighting back but most of the time you're not fighting back you're running you're hiding you're trying to survive they uh, parts of the trailers do convey the threat and the fact that you're a very small vulnerable being in a very large world but maybe they make you look a bit more heroic than you yeah. actually are
3: they definitely do
0: so Do you that think is the
1: false trailer syndrome is going to hurt the game.
0: It could, um, if people have those kind of expectations, particularly since it, it's got a its aesthetic is very interesting because the way that the creatures and the slug cat are modelled, a lot of the animation is procedurally generated through the physics engine. It's not mm. predetermined. It's not pre-rendered, which is why so many people are like, wow, this moves like a real thing. Like uh, I was talking to the dev over a year ago at PAX. And I was impressed by that. It's like, yeah, I wanted to make it move like a slug cat would. And I'm like, well, how would a slug cat move? And he's like, like this. Yeah. Right. Okay, I can't really argue with that. Uh, but yeah, so, it is it is based on, it's all physics driven. The models have various connection points and a skeleton and they move the way that you would expect them to. And they generate some very eerie, realistic looking animations. And obviously every now and again, it generates something that looks ridiculous. But
2: yeah, I course. think the,
0: the aesthetic will have been a huge draw for people. Because, of course, it's not like they could play it. They're going to be drawn in by that. And then maybe blindsided by the fact that, yes, this is a deliberately hard game that doesn't tell you anything, that is about exploration but puts obstacles, deadly obstacles in your way. You have to explore slowly. Your approach to problem solving has to be that of prey, not the predator. Yeah, It's not a power fantasy. It's the opposite of that. It's a mm-hmm. vulnerability fantasy or something like that, you know, a powerless fantasy.
3: Yeah, because you're not you're not even just you're not even just a, a weak organism in this world. You're a baby version of a weak organism. Like you're a child in this game. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, no, you can't, you know, if you if you really need to get by, yeah, you can throw a rock at something and hope that they fall. So that you can go by but you can't really like kill anything you're just yeah. not strong you can maybe enough.
0: grab a spear and maybe get something small but most of it you gotta throw a spear out it, it's just gonna piss it off you know?
3: yeah yeah that's exactly what happens i was like i'm gonna grab this spear because this fucking dragon shit isn't moving so i'm gonna grab this spear and i'm gonna stab him in the butt and then i'm gonna go by and i stabbed him in the butt and he just like turned around and ate me and i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> i think maybe the best
0: comparison to this is you should compare this to a horror game because in reality that's actually what it is right it yeah it puts the same sort of feelings of vulnerability that old school survival horror games did you know before they gave you an arsenal of weapons and made you a complete badass it was more about being scared being vulnerable and this is a different approach to that but with a bit of a i'd say a survival twist but in reality I mean that word came up before survival horror it's actually a true survival horror with modern survival elements to it it Mm -hmm. seems like we're coming right back around again Mm -hmm. but yeah it may very well it's going to be divisive i think certainly i think it's still it'll find its audience
3: i think it's still being reviewed pretty well like it's not it's not doing badly review wise um but i i I think a very small percentage of people who start this game will finish it.
0: Oh, I have no doubt about that. So. A lot of people don't finish games. It's one of the things that we that's brought That's true. Up, just in general, in I guess that's true. Uh, while, as people were aware, we went to Valve for some meetings and for consultation. One of the things that just kind of casually came up in conversation, because we were mostly talking about achievements and using achievements to uh, drive data about how so, How much somebody liked a game on the basis of how much of it that they played and what they achieved in and whether or not they liked it so much that they went after all of the stuff that was really hard to get. You know, being able to derive user preferences from that. And they mentioned, it's like, the one thing we learned about achievements is that the number of people that finish games is an all-time low. And we really? asked them, you know, why do you think that is? And they said, well, a lot of it is due to the fact that there are just so many games now that... And especially considering a lot of them could be acquired cheaply on a sale or through a bundle that people don't feel the need to get their money's worth as much. So right. they'll have a taste of it. They'll get kind of what they want out of the game and then that'll be they they won't feel the need to persist. And since there's so much else immediately coming out on a week to week basis, they're like, well, I can't stick with this game because this this one just came out and I want to check that one out, too. So, man, there's that's a lot of interesting. That to it.
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't have really thought of that, but I guess that's true
0: yeah it is it's it's a strange strange world we live in indeed that you know we have that issue of content saturation there are so many games but in particular this year a lot of those games have turned out to be really goddamn good the point where people like well how am i going to play all of these the answer is well you're not (laughs) it's our full-time job to do it and we can't you know that's Mm. it's impossible so be selective yeah. All right. well, yeah, Rain World. I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> not touching that with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> that sounds like a game that I would not enjoy whatsoever. I can respect it, but it doesn't. It, it's like it doesn't respect me because I've not proven my metal. So I'm like, no, no. Um, I'm I'm a filthy casual. Keep me away. Stuart, what have you been Hello. playing this week? I loved all over the last few weeks.
1: Oh, I've played very little except, well, very bad old 8-bit games, which I do not want to think about the second. Um, Breath of the Wild, been going through that. Yes, yes. Still not at the end. I think it's a game you could probably motor through quite quickly, but I've been, uh, basically, I've played almost nothing seriously except Dark Souls or derivatives for a couple of years, so it was really nice to have something that was just a lot more sedate. And you could just moodle around and explore things and kick a goblin up the arse and all that kind of stuff and not have to worry about being invaded etc etc right yep. mm.
0: regardless of that though zelda is surprisingly difficult so i've been told by a lot of people do you agree with that assessment
1: no really I, a lot of the enemies even early on can one-shot you but um maybe because i've been playing soul so much i've been keeping a sort of immense distance and running around and it's it um, yeah, hasn't been much of a problem for me But if you just try running in Particularly against a group of them Pretty much at any stage of the game They will fuck you up bad Unless you've um, really, really prepared for it Yeah And it's... the cooking is really
3: boring What, <laughs> <laughs> the song though <laughs> Oh god skip, skip, skip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I find myself jamming the skip button in that game more than anything. You get a lot of repeated dialogue and repeated animations. To- How? No, get with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, on, it's great. I'm making the dubstep remix now. Oh, dear. But yeah, no, really enjoying it overall. Um, I, I really want to play... Um, Horizon Zero Dawn as well, and it's odd because I'm not usually attracted to open-world stuff at all, but sort of two have come along at once Which I'm
4: quite interested. It is so...
1: Good! Right, that's gonna be next on the list. Next on the list. I think normally I'd have gone for that first But I fancied something a bit more sedate beforehand.
4: Here's the thing Zelda is a good game too. Uh, Like they're both good games and they both came out at the same time and Shit, March was like the craziest month for gaming Everything came out, and it was all pretty effing good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with perhaps the exception in some people's minds of Mass Effect. But even then, it's still- Mass Effect's not
4: bad, though. Like, it's just not great.
0: It's like like compared to everything else, it's like we had a potential- uh, Several Game of the Year candidates come out in March, and Mass Effect was merely good. Yeah. So, for that, that wasn't enough for a lot of people. You know who I pity? The indie guys that came out in March. Yeah, man. I'm actually deliberately going yeah. back and looking at some of the stuff in March that I missed because, like, they need some help. Fuck, like, they got buried in a major way. I yeah. just did my Has Been Heroes video. Uh, I talked about a little bit about that last week. Uh, Dodger, I was mentioning that to you because it it's a Switch game. I don't, yeah, you didn't get yeah. a chance to check it out, mm-hmm. I guess.
3: No, I didn't check it yeah. out
0: yet. I did my video on it uh, after playing actually more than I thought I would of it. And I was like, well, this game's going to get no attention because of when it came out. And because it's also, it hasn't reviewed well because it's, uh, it's an unusual game. Like you've got to really be very tolerant of the rogue light trappings that it has to actually enjoy it. And I imagine quite a few reviewers wouldn't, but... That that slipped right under the radar for a lot of people. Would have slipped even further under the radar if it wasn't one of the only games out on Twitch right now. <laughs> they, it's got they, a
1: kind of flash gamey kind of look to it as well. It does. I don't think that yes. helps. Yeah.
0: You are very right in that regard. And here's the thing: you know who made it? The guys who made Train. And you might be thinking of that that's like, wow, Train was beautiful, and this is not. This clearly is not. I was like, yeah, you're totally right. It caught me off guard that it was. In terms, I. I I still think that if you you have to be a certain kind of person to enjoy it you've got to be tolerant of those rogue progression trappings. You know, you're not gonna beat the game the first time. The game's designed for multiple runs. You're gonna unlock new stuff every time you do it. You're gonna get stuck on things. Some runs are gonna be horribly unfair. Some runs are gonna be easy because you've got the right combo of items. You're gonna pick up items you don't even know what they do, and then you can't change who is carrying them because it's a rogue game, and they love to do that shit to you. But like, <laughs> under all of that, if you actually enjoy that, if you think that's a, bo- it's a plus rather than a minus. It's got this really cool real-time tactics lane-based thing where you've got to plan all of your moves ahead and actively use all of your resources optimally, have your right guys in the right lanes at the right time. You can only move guys between lanes if someone is out of position because they're in the middle of an attack. So you don't want to make sure you guys get stuck in the wrong places. And if enemies actually reach you, they could slowly walk towards you in real time if they actually reach you you're probably gonna die like you'll take a couple of hits and you're dead and that ends your run so right it's it's an unusual game that'll probably do relatively well on pc once it hits a sale because though you know roguelite sort of games do pretty well on pc if people can get a grasp of how the core gameplay loop works but
1: what's everybody's favorite roguelike
0: hmm roguelike or roguelite? There's the question. Oh, what's, the, not, what's the
3: difference between yeah. the two? I actually yes. don't know. Find no. your
0: terms, sir. All right. I can do so. God, here we go. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a two-hour video planned on this. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, Great. back to Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, mistakes were made. You shouldn't have mentioned it. Uh, in my opinion, I'm very strict on genre definitions. So for me, a roguelike has to share significant mechanical similarities with the game rogue rogue the the, rogue. the game that originated the genre and there are the old games such as rogue of course umoria angband and it's million and one different variants that were old school um ascii games where you would control uh an at sign and fight lowercase t's and uppercase p's a lot of them were middle earth themed for some reason because again rogue led to umoria so you had all of the Moria stuff, and you fight Sauron, who I think was an uppercase S. Very dangerous. But in, the, in the, it has um, a couple of aspects. It's got to be turn-based. H- it has to have the enemies moving when you do. It has to have permadeath. And it usually it has to be based around a dungeon with an above-ground town hub of some sort. And that's a roguelike. It doesn't necessarily have to have no graphics. It can have graphics. Uh, Dungeons of Dreadmore. You remember that? Good few years ago, quite a lot of us played that. That's a that's a roguelike. That's a modern roguelike. Um, ancient domains of masochism, uh, dungeon crawl stone soup. Uh, there's a... Sword of the Stars, the Pit, or is that yes. a bit too far yes. from there? No, nope. yeah. that's that's a true roguelike, yes. Yeah. Um, very much, you know, the Actually, turn-based... There's
1: no hub world at the top, is
0: there, is the no, difference? No, <laughs> there is not, but enough of the mechanics are kind of similar. The yeah. idea of roguelite is that it's not the same genre. It's just it takes some principles that those games kind of had and bundles them together. The idea of it's got randomly generated levels and it's designed to end your progress when you die. But roguelites in particular now are focused on the idea that yes, you're gonna die, but you get some sort of permanent progress. Like you'll mm-hmm. unlock new items for your future runs or in uh, Rogue Legacy, you get money to build your town up in between runs, in D- Darkest Dungeon, You know your heroes die but you can get new heroes and you the stuff you get from the dungeon helps you upgrade your town all that kind of thing and with isaac obviously one of the most well-known you know it's a more of kind of top-down zelda like eight-way shooter Hmm. but in that case every time you go through you're getting new characters you're unlocking new stuff for all of your runs and you can apply roguelite to like any other genre you could have a rope roguelite first-person shooter there are there are those they exist tower of guns is an example of that that's a roguelite first-person shooter binding of isaac more of a top-down shooter you can have a roguelite space sim game like ftl uh, they all have those similarities in principle but they're not necessarily mechanically identical hmm. uh, and those elements case, are starting to leak into what is games. your favorite's
1: roguelite mm.
0: hmm. there. isaac Pro- ftl hmm. i think
1: Oh, loved FTL, loved Isaac as well. Both fantastic. Yeah, really liked Hand of Fate. Yes, um,
0: that's one of you. Did. Uh, Hand, Hand of Fate, Fate Two is, is coming great. out soon, and oh. it fi- and it fixes yeah, so Jesse many problems. To play that. It's so good. Yeah, it's uh, the like the problem I had with Hand of Fate was mostly that the whole 3D combat God of War thing was just not very good. It was passable. It's yeah, a much better now.
1: Arkham Asylum, yeah, it was yeah.
0: a bad Arkham game. It's much mm. better now. It's much more polished. They had a bigger budget.
3: Ziggurat. Ziggurat was kind of a roguelite, wasn't
0: it? It's a roguelite <laughs> first-person shooter. Oh, that's a great one. If you haven't tried that, it's... um, think of. I uh, wish that
3: that game got more attention. It deserves that game it. was so fun.
0: It's like, um, think of Heretic and Hexen, like a first-person shooter, but with magic. But it's a mm. uh, roguelite, so it's got randomly generated levels, and there's a whole bunch of spells and enemies to unlock, and each room has, like, different modifiers to it. And I, what I loved about that game was that it's gave you more than one weapon at the start. Like, I find a lot of roguelites have boring combat. Isaac. I hate Isaac's combat. think like, it's really dull. But they gave you more than one weapon to start off with, which I thought was great, and they let you carry up to four. So I was like, yeah, this is great. There's much more combat variety. And I, like I said, it reminded me of Heretic and Hexen, which it's always going to be a good thing. God, I miss those games. need a new one of those.
1: <laughs> have you ever played Dream Quest, which is sort of a rogue light card game?
0: No, but tell me about it. I think
1: it's on Steam. Yeah, it's got probably the worst graphics of almost <laughs> any game I've ever played, including things from the early '80s. They're just completely okay. yeah. so drawn. It's astonishing, but it's fant- the actual core mechanics of the card game and the rogue elements. I've played it more than probably anything else huh. in the last really? year. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, there's a, I can only find like one or two videos on. YouTube about it apparently it's on iOS so there's a reason for me to play yes. it um, yeah
1: i've been playing it on uh, on my phone when i'm stuck somewhere boring you're right
0: it's absolutely hideous i'm looking at this let's play right now that's recorded in a yep. window with like bandicam or something the art is completely terrible it's, it's
1: unbelievable the swords on the basic cards they it's like somebody has had a sword explained to them but they've never <laughs> seen
0: it themselves you know? So, you know, why is, why is it great? Like, why should I push through the presentation of this? Everything about it is
1: so tightly designed and so addictive to come back and get a little bit more each time. And then when you finally unlock everything, you unlock um, different characters that work on a more sort of random principle, okay. which makes it even more roguelike and keeps your oh. interest in that. The progression of it is fantastic absolutely fantastic and everything is so cleverly laid out and every consequence has been thought of um i can't recommend it enough except for the graphics which
0: yeah they are definitely hideous and would be off-putting but you know what? i'm going to pick that up on iOS, so i'm going to get past that and you know i mean hell i i shouldn't be in a situation where i'm being put off by graphics when i played angband which had no graphics for fuck's yes. you know? sake <laughs> I, actually, I actually miss playing those I, there's a bit of it's a bit of gaming history for people. Download, if you can, uh, an Angband variant. I uh, My favorite used to be Sangband, which was skill Angband, which meant that it had um, cra- crafting skills that you could get, and you could upgrade your character with different... Um, uh, being able to craft weapons and stuff, which was, was pretty cool. Because in the original, you can never do that. You're reliant on drops and stuff. Uh, but Sangband was my favorite variant. Some people swear by Zangband, which had a much bigger overworld and also allowed you to explore in the overworld above the dungeon. There are a huge amount of variants. I imagine there's probably a modern version with a tile set now. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. The gameplay really does hold up. It's super hard. It's all about exploration. You even... Even the principles that are used in a lot of these roguelites where you don't know what items do, it actually goes as far as you don't even know the lore of what the monsters are before you start fighting them. And as the monsters do things, it gradually fleshes out the lore of each thing. Because like, oh, it does poison attack. So now I know this is like a poison worm and this is why it had poison and stuff like that. It was all about discovery and knowing absolutely nothing. Really cool. But this, Mm. yeah, this Dream Quest thing, I'll I'll give it a try on your recommendation.
1: That is my recommendation of the day.
0: Yeah, even though it looks abysmal, I will give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I, I can't help feeling that the graphics have probably put off probably 80, 85% of people who've ever looked at it. More than
0: that, even. More than that, I yeah. think. Because it, it's not just basic graphics, it's flat out bad. Like, yeah. it, you would have been better off just doing abstract representations of things than yes, this. Yes, literally yeah. ASCII or something, because it's, yes, yeah, ASCII, it's yeah.
1: variable from completely awful to very bad. And like there's nothing actually beyond that range.
3: <laughs> That's so sad.
1: There's a, a one of the characters. I think the assassin, because um, they all have character portraits, which are some of the better art in the game. But still <laughs> and like one of the uh, the hands is just like bent completely backwards. There's like no knowledge of how human hands work whatsoever. Oh my.
0: Uh, yeah, it does remind game, me of right, those those it, old school it. kind of shareware indie games. Uh, if yes. You go, uh, did yeah. you ever play any of the Exile games? Was I that... remember
1: a game called Called Exile.
0: Yeah, the, well, there were several ones, and you might be thinking of an even older one than that from the eighties. There was one of the BBC yeah. Micro called Exile. That's, yes, not, that's not the what same I'm thing. Of, yeah. yeah, it was a Windows ninety five uh, top down traditional RPG, and it was like one guy that did it. He still makes games. He runs a, uh, I believe, is uh, Jeff Vogel from. I'm hoping this is the same guy, Spiderweb yeah. Software, and I believe he made those yeah i'm just double checking did he make the xl trilogy yes xl escape from the pit xl2 crystal souls xl3 ruined world i used to get these on old uh, cds or even in i think with the original in floppy disk that came on pc magazines and i'd play them and they were great he apparently has remade a lot of them uh with the avernum and avalon series and he keeps making them he does pretty much all this stuff on his own but it's really amazing to see that he's got better over like 20 years at art it's still quite limited but it used to look like crap and now it's like wow you've actually progressed as an artist and you know these are genuinely old school cool rpgs that are really worth your time now mm. he has a lot of interesting things to say about the games industry because he's never been super successful so he comes across as a bit jaded but he still makes these games because he he just he loves making them mm,
1: that's
0: I interesting respect oh, that a lot mm check out his website spiderwebsoftware.com you'll see the whole history back down in 1994 when he started making these things
1: for some reason you've now reminded me of an old action rpg type game where all the characters were made out of balls <laughs> and i'm trying to remember what that was called <laughs> not those balls no, not, um, the, not the
0: fighting game no, because no. there was a, there was a was fighting that game that, where like, everything like, was made like of balls man, right man, that kind of thing uh. yeah.
1: Yeah. What's that called? My God. Mm, damn. All right, I'm going e- to look...
0: Ecstatica. 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 How do you spell yeah. that? Very um, poorly. Indeed. <laughs> Ecstatic. Yeah, uh. Yeah. Ecstatica. Yes, Action uh, RPG from S-DOS yeah. 1994. Released by Psygnosis. Oh, my God. Of all people. I never knew that. Psygnosis. Psygnosis, man. Yeah. The guys oh behind God. Wipeout.
1: Worse
0: than I remember. That's astonishing. Ecstatica. Oh, I...
1: I never played a full version. I remember having a like a playable demo on a magazine and played it a bit, and like, that's enough of that.
0: Yeah, they they called uh, there's a term for it. Apparently, they used what they call called graphics to display characters.
1: Not the Epsoloids. Anything so but like them. 50s attack film from it's the
0: Revenge Planet of the X. Epsoloids. Yeah. Like, that, I, I'll find that on riff tracks any day now. Guaranteed <laughs> with mystery science theater for that one. It was a. It was an old way of rendering 3D that never really caught on because obviously everyone was mm. doing polygons, and they said, we're going to do this because polygons look too angular and sharp, so we're going to use this instead. And it looked worse, but they tried it. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you end up with Weird Balloon World. You and do. It's just very strange.
0: I, I'm actually trying to dig up some gameplay of it so you can see what's going on. Oh, yep, here we go. Thanks to a Taku Chest for this horrific-looking thing. You know, it actually reminds me of an older slightly worse looking but not my not by much version of five nights at freddy's (laughs) gives me that vibe
1: (laughs) i can see where you're coming from with that
0: yeah it also gives me an uh bit this is a very um this is alone in the dark-esque in a big way even the way that they like the guy uh, the woman's hiding in a closet from this evil monster or whatever that and the way that she moved and staggered over there the kind of old school survival horror Amazing! And it's all
1: one fixed angle with a pre-rendered background. You, you can't see what you're doing half the time because you're behind something, and all the joys like that.
0: Oh, God, even the punching animations. They are that is so much like Alone in the Dark. Amazing. I did not know this existed. Well,
1: that's ruined your life.
0: Yeah, it has. Although I have to say, I don't think it looks quite as bad as it could have. For a 1994 game, the idea of not having really sharp angular polygons, it didn't look terrible.
1: I do you know, looking at it now, the animation's better than I remember. Mm.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Mind well, you couldn't be much worse than I remember, to be fair. So um yeah.
0: Yes. Uh. That is true. Good lord. Yeah. That's we're really diving into some great obscure stuff here. I love it.
3: <laughs> Jesse, hmm you sure are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: We'll get on to die by the sword in a minute, and then we're all doomed. Oh it
0: God! Or um, <sighs> a bit like later than that, but a game that was really divisive back in the day because I remember it getting like four out of tens and stuff Is like there that.
4: A suit, Larry? No. Oh, now it's
1: uh, where you would have to answer the questions at the start to prove you were yeah, old enough. Prove
4: you're old enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wouldn't work and these it days. American it's like basic edition question and shit, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of it was um, based on stuff you wouldn't know because you were old. It's like um, uh, uh, presidents and like pop culture references that were too old for kids. They actually right. used those,
3: huh?
4: But yeah. um, because there was no Google, you couldn't just go look it up.
0: Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> so like, exactly. man, a time before Google. There was
0: shit. it. Is this actually came out two thousand one? I thought it came out before that. But Severance Blade of Darkness. Do you remember that one?
1: Oh, yeah. Is that the one I think it is? Hang on.
0: Very I arguably, in many ways, the Western Dark Souls before there was a Dark Souls. It had a yes. lot of ideas that are actually ended up being used in Dark Souls. We have no idea whether or not this game influenced Dark Souls in any way, because of course From was doing Kingsfield before Dark Souls. But mm. Severance in 2001. If this game came out to modern standards today, it would probably be lauded. But it was hated back then because it had um, it had things like weapon weight, where if a weapon weighed too much for you, you would drag it along the ground. It could like barely swing it. It was super hard. You couldn't take a lot of hits. Very Souls-esque in many ways and it was not liked back then of
1: it and i've never played it i got it because i presented a show years ago with a woman who did some of the voice acting for it really go. and she's i don't think she was a gamer herself she was like oh it's meant to be quite good so i bought it and then never got around to it and now i feel terrible
0: it's mm. it was i don't know if it was good like i don't i don't think it was necessarily a good game by any means but it Tell me, uh, you're looking at this footage and tell me that this does not in some ways remind you of Dark Souls, particularly if you go into some of the combat, you know, less hack and slashy, more you must block, you must evade, you must dodge. A weapon swing had real consequences. There was real weight to it. It was, it was interesting. Not necessarily good, but intriguing.
1: Not, not the animation of the walking and that. Not yeah. good. It's a bit not, C-3PO, isn't it?
0: Very much mm. so. It, it, was, it was not good in that regard at all.
1: And the dreaded thing of the feet not quite seeming like they're connected to the floor when they're yeah. running. The treadmill effect.
0: Yep. Hey, look, you can even uh, destroy boxes the same way that you kind of could in Dark Souls. <laughs> and same kind of gray walls and looks and everything. And you're slowly creeping around corners. And yeah, they had enemies that would ambush you and stuff like that. I actually haven't found any combat yet in this long play that I'm watching here. There it is. There we go. There's a little bit of combat. But yeah, that's it is. Yeah. God damn it. This is so much Souls. It really is. It really is.
1: Didn't even Patches realize. Kick him off a bloody um, ledge any second. You
0: know? Yeah, like look at the dodging and the, the how stamina related everything is, and how much damage you take from hits. Like it just didn't have the animation quality really to convey how dangerous the hits were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jesus, yeah, wow. There you go.
1: See yeah. how? Well, never knew that was like that.
0: <laughs> it is. Think it, we've got to do like a little, just a little bit more nostalgia fest for the next five minutes before we go to a break.
1: <laughs> Did anybody ever properly get on with the Die by the Swords, control your sword with the
0: mouse system? No. Mm-mm. Not no, in the so. slightest. It was an interesting idea. I'll give him that. And I think that a lot of people at that time really had the fantasy of being able to control a sword in a more direct way. But Die yes. by the Sword was not that way. <laughs> Especially since it was a third person game. Yep. I mean, it would have made more sense in first person, but l- look at how this swings. Like, it looks awful. Genuinely terrible. Someone managed to get this running at 1080p, 60. I don't know how they fucking managed that, <laughs> but it doesn't help. I can tell you that for a fact.
1: Oh, God. Are they playing? It It was like an easy mode. I think they're doing the easy mode. We could use like the number keys of which one would bring it in one direction. One would take it to another. And you were just flailing like an idiot the whole time.
0: Yeah, it was the concept of what was called a combat reference. You know, the idea of tying your movement directly into where your sword went, which as it turns out was a very bad idea. And even to a lesser extent was considered a pretty bad idea in Skyward Sword much, much later on with the Wiimote. A lot of people didn't like that. And that wasn't even as crazy as this in terms of how closely it matched you.
1: There is a weird disconnect of trying to sort of motion control a sword or something when it's in third person, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that was a terrible idea. Putting it in first person would have made a lot more sense.
1: And again, in VR as the ultimate one, because it makes perfect sense that you, you move your arm and the thing and your arm moves, but we've, every level of abstraction beyond that is...
0: Yeah, We we it's weird it, that we finally got there, right? That some of that sword yeah. swing actually feels good now because of VR and because of how good Oculus Touch and the Vive motion controls are. We've, we've made it. Yeah,
4: you guys it. just got me wanting to go back and play old games now you should <laughs> welcome to my world oh i like i just for the longest time i've been like man would it be fun to just go back and play indiana jones and the fate of atlantis that's
2: a oh, great game God. it's such so a good game and i haven't so played I'm it Gog, in right? years. i'm
4: just like man i want to go back and do that now i'm just like where can i gog's can I... got it i think yeah I, here's the thing i have the fucking cd <laughs> <laughs> like, <behind laughs> me. like i i love that game but you, but you don't like, have a cd
0: I, drive I, anymore
4: <laughs> it's in my heart yeah i don't that's absolutely true you're really? going to play it on wit, yeah. fit. Uh, was it? Wits, Fists,
1: or Team, was it? You have know, the three different methods. You could have it where you um, teamed up with the other character, oh. or you just had all the puzzles mm-hmm. Indy did himself, or just loads of the really bad fighting sequences.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man, you can fight that German! Oh, yes. such a good game. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: they have all three Indiana Jones games up on GOG, actually. Empress Tomb and Last Crusade are there as well.
4: Oh my God, Settlers two! I go back and play that shit. I love that game.
0: Well, Settlers two is just still genuinely good now.
4: Every Wing Commander, go back and play all the Wing Commander. <laughs> all of them.
1: Then watch oh the Wing Commander movie. That totally first, wasn't a letdown
0: or anything. Yeah. It'll be totally fine. <laughs> oh.
4: No one lives forever. One and two, I'd so go back and play
0: those. Well, good luck. That that's one of the very famous games of being impossible to get digitally because really? it's caught. In, yeah, it's caught in licensing hell. People have been pushing so hard to get those games, because honestly, No One Lives Forever 2 in particular. So so good. was a, a lot of people refer, of course, to Half-Life and Half-Life 2 as being huge innovators in the kind of scripted way that a lot of shooters ended up going. But No One Lives Forever 1 and 2, they did that, but they also did a lot of ability-focused stuff, and they had kind of a skill tree and gadgets, not to mm-hmm. mention it was a hilarious game. I will still remember the best turret sequence of all time. You are sitting on the shoulders of a giant Scotsman riding a tiny tricycle, ch- <laughs> chasing down evil baddies. It is the best. <laughs>
1: yep. Oh man. That's sold. Sold.
2: <laughs>
0: Good luck. You'll have to find yeah. it on eBay. That's the only place you can get it. Uh there's probably you could probably get a torrent. I don't even know if it works on Windows 10 at this point. Mm. But... The original
4: Syndicate, though, that was also good. Oh, man, also
1: on yes. GOG, the Ghost man. Gun, exploding yeah. hell buildings. Oh, that's a yeah.
0: that's a good example of a game that the concept is amazing, but some of the controls don't really hold up anymore, and the Holy user interface shit. doesn't.
4: <clears throat> that's all Tie Fighter is. I was so excited when GOG was like, "We're getting Tie Fighter, y'all! It's coming! It's coming back!" I downloaded that shit immediately. It was like, "Oh my god, these controls are twenty years old controls!" Like. Every button on your keyboard is used. And yep. you're like, this yep. is the most unintuitive shit. Wow. <laughs> that when I was, God, 8, nine, ten, I thought this game was the shit. And I literally could not like today play it. I was like, I can't, how do I even do this?
0: I, I managed it. It was while, uh, back when Axiom was sponsored by GOG, I'd do like a monthly stream for them of an old game. And I said, yeah, I'll do X-Wing Alliance. Let's go. And I use the combination of my Hotas, the X52 Cytec, with the keyboard, because the Hotas doesn't have enough buttons, despite having 32 fucking buttons, doesn't have enough <laughs> buttons yeah. for that it's game. Insane. Thankfully, there are, there are some people who have done the full-on setup that you can just download and use, so that helps a lot. But yeah, it is, it is a tricky one to play, and Syndicate in particular is a game that, while it is incredible for its time, it suffers user interface problems, kind of just like the original XCOM does. The user interface was just too... It's too archaic. It wasn't yeah. designed properly. If you're going to play a Syndicate game, go play Satellite Rain at this point, because that is, that's as close to a modern, true Syndicate that you're going to get can it's... You
1: still use the persuadotron to have an entire yep. army of innocent people around you oh. yep they, they've got it the, further than that that's the main thing
0: yeah there's a lot of hacking and stuff that you can do yeah so they have a it's not it's by some of the ex-devs obviously they don't call it syndicate but it basically is syndicate brought up to a modern date. and to some extent if you just enjoyed the carnage of syndicate brigador is great as well that was a that's a game that came out last year i think it reminds me a bit of a Desert Strike and Soviet Strike, those sort of isometric vehicle-based carnage simulators. It has an amazing soundtrack, and they did all of the art by hand to ludicrously high detail. It's an amazing game; very much worth looking at. Bring it
1: on, Satellite Rain.
0: Yeah, I'll put those on your lists. I'll be interested to see what you think of them if you ever get the chance. Yeah,
1: man. I'll get back to you in 2025. It'll be magic.
0: <laughs> I imagine you will. We're going to take a short break, folks. When we come back, more of what we've been playing this week and maybe some trivia from the Valve trip. I've already covered all the serious stuff, but I can tell you what's stuck to their walls, if you like. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is the Co-Optional Podcast. Some more music, I think, from Domino, which we will also discuss after the break. Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah. Domino. Domina, for sure.
0: Indeed. It's the only time we ever get to talk about gladiatorial Roman cock sleeves on this show. It's going to happen. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co optional podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed the break and the incredible music from Big Nick. We're using his soundtrack from Domina for the show today. You can check him out over at Big bignick.com. That's spelled B-I-G-N-I-C dot com. His music is also available on Spotify if you want to check it out. It's really, really good.
3: That music is excellent.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. There's just some awesome, awesome stuff in there. So hopefully he gets more gigs because he should. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of him, actually. Although I believe I accidentally got one of his soundtracks in, one of the music soundtrack bundles that sometimes come out. And I think oh, he, nice. I think he did a game called Zombies, which obviously I kind of overlooked because, well, it's called Zombies. I mean, who wouldn't overlook that? But apparently, yeah. Great. Amazing. Wow. Good stuff.
3: Shall we talk about the game yeah. that that music is from?
0: Let's do that, yes. So we are talking about a game called Domina, which is a gladiatorial ludus management game. You manage a failing ludus and... You have to recruit gladiators, train them up, make money, of course, through gladiatorial fights. Give the gladiators equipment, upgrade the ludus, hire staff, manage your money, deal with relationships with the magistrate and the legate and stuff like that, and eventually beat in a limited amount of time these like nine arena kind of bosses who uh, cool. require you to you, to you know win the great games to be the greatest ludus manager of all time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. and the first thing that's worth noting about this game is you can't save.
3: There's no save option in this game, y'all.
0: Of any sort. Now, we yeah, don't just mean I thought
3: that, that was strange.
0: It's it's bonkers. It yeah, we found out when it first you know, came out and then people were like, "What the hell? This hasn't got a save option." Of course, start refunding it. And I said it on um on Twitter as well. We got a response from the dev who said, "Well, we we just I never considered that anyone would need it because you can beat the game in like two hours. Like, well, one, you can beat the game in two hours.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I did not get anywhere near beating it in like three hours, so...
0: No, not at all. Not in the slightest. No way. I did a three-hour stream and my stream ended on my entire Gladiator roster all dying in a 12 versus 12 pit fight after a flood had prevented us from getting food and water to the Ludus, So all of my progress was gone. We just mm-hmm. wiped off the map. Damn. Brutal. Very brutal. Yeah. I-, I think that the dev has taken a bit of, a, we'll go back to that word again, roguelite approach. But in this case, a lot of roguelite games may have quite short runs. So maybe you can justify not having a pause, although I still think it's bad. But this game, no, this game goes on for hours. There's no way. You should be able to have a save feature.
3: You should be able to save. That's like a really big oversight for this game. Because overall, I think the game is so fun. Like a really, really fun game. And the fact that something that's like, I would say as far as gaming goes, like a quality of life element of playing a game. (laughs) Like the fact that they don't have a save is weird.
4: Yeah. I i'm so into this game oh my god
3: <laughs> this looks so cool dude it's great it's really really fun but it's it's difficult it's a difficult game yeah um, but like so
1: it's a difficult management game and you can't save yes
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: that just sounds so, so ridiculous it yeah really
0: does you know there's some people who will argue that you shouldn't be able to save because people would exploit it to save a gladiator from death and stuff like that that's never an argument the whole iron man argument Look, yeah. there are plenty of games that have Iron Man features that say it only saves on exit and stuff like that and make sure that you can't avoid a bad thing happening. But frankly, right. I always believe if someone wants to cheat in a single-player game, they should be allowed to cheat.
3: It's a single-player game. Yeah, yeah, who fucking like, cares? Fuck.
0: Yeah, who cares?
1: And They'll always find a way. They'll
0: of always course find they will.
3: Anyway,
0: yeah, yeah. All, all you're doing at that point is making it more difficult for people who are playing the game legitimately to go back to it. I was, If I hadn't had my whole roster wiped out, during that fight, I would have gone back and tried to play, continue the game that I did in my stream, and would have been furious to find that there was no way to do that. Yeah. But the um, gameplay... Uh, sorry, uh, Dodger, go ahead. I assume you're going to talk about the gameplay.
3: Uh, yeah, it's... I like that it doesn't hold your hand, really, at all. Um, It sort of throws you in, and is like, you know, you're the daughter of a guy who owned a Ludus, and you're taking over, and... You know here are two other people who can help or hinder you that have a lot of power um and you have to you know make choices about who you want to hire like how many gladiators you want to have uh if you have too many you can decide do you want to set them free and be very benevolent and maybe help morale or do you want to sell them because you need money um and yeah it it can be really alarming because the the game when I say that it doesn't hold your hand it doesn't explain to you the it doesn't like tell you the best way to train your gladiators yes um there are things that I didn't really even realize you could do until I was watching Sam play and I was like holy shit I didn't realize that that was like a thing you could do that's probably very helpful you know they uh, I'd say
0: that I'd say that actually might very well be a problem with the tutorial like there's a there's a difference, I think, between not holding your hand and just flagrantly missing out key information.
3: I don't think that their tutorial counts as a tutorial. It barely I think is that, one. I think when when they say, would you like to see the tutorial? It's actually, do you want to hear the exposition of this game? Kinda, yeah. Do you do you want us to explain the story and why you're in this position? That's that's what the tutorial is. The tutorial doesn't actually teach you how to do anything.
0: It doesn't really, no.
3: Um, so yeah, you have like a dude who trains the gladiators and you have all of these employees that you can hire. Those employees have things that they can constantly learn how to do. So you need to like keep track of like, okay, who's not learning anything right now? Because if I have the resources to provide to them to be able to like be better at their job, then that's just going to help my gladiators, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the thing that I'm sure also is why 12 of your dudes died suddenly Uh, The thing that that can really throw you off is you get thrown into a fight and you never have any idea um, how many dudes you needed to have trained up to that point. So, like, I could say, okay, I have 10 guys, but I'm only going to give three of them really good gear because I shouldn't need more than three. right? Right. And then it throws you into a situation and says all right so in this fight you need eight guys and the other team's also going to have eight guys and there's also going to be four lions
2: yeah you're like
3: what the fuck are you kidding me you know and then you have a situation where literally all of your guys surrender cuz they're like what the fuck I, did, I didn't I don't even have gear I don't know what I'm doing here um so yeah it's it's tough but it's really that's a game where even when you're failing, it's still really fun, I think.
0: And what's interesting about it is, obviously it is a management game, but you have the option after researching like the first skill in the game, which is mind control, to directly control one of your gladiators in the fight. And of course, not all-
3: I didn't even take that. Cause I was like, no, I want them to fucking fight that's, on their own. <laughs> you
0: see, this is, this is in my opinion, like the most interesting discussion point because that system is pretty basic. It works. It, it it works, but the game clearly wasn't designed as a full-on gladiatorial arena fighter. Like, they didn't invest a huge amount of time into making a really elegant combat system or anything. It does have some depth. You can do some crazy stuff, like you can learn to throw your weapon, grab someone else's, you can disarm them, and once you unlock the other classes, you can throw a net, you know, to trap the guy and all that sort of stuff. And direct control is nice because it doesn't put you at the mercy of the AI, but the game is very, very difficult. Nobody really telegraphs their attacks. And the attacks are so fast and the battle is often so brutal and short that direct control might not even help you all that much. But the interesting thing to me is, arguably, the game is better if you don't do any of that. If you play it purely as a management game and Mm -hmm. the arena fights are pure spectator sport for you. It's arguably more enjoyable and you are also so. get more invested in the fights if you also are just watching and you're hoping oh god I hope I trained this guy with the right stats I hope that everything goes well I hope he doesn't accidentally r- walk too close to the lion and the lion breaks its chain and eats him immediately and kills him off straight away mm-hmm. That was intriguing to me because I think that's happened with uh, some other games as well like the fo- a lot of the football management sports management games some of them give you some direct control some of them don't and there is a disagreement between certain people as to whether they should or should not give you that control right i must admit i didn't think i wanted a ludus
1: management simulator but looking at that i I kind of need one there
0: there's some great and great art in it it's
3: uh there's also like a card system later um like as you continue to play there's like cards that you can put on your gladiators that will give them um they're typically balanced in a way where it's like if there's a huge bonus there's also a penalty you know, a penalty it very yeah. much
0: affects their fighting style a lot of the time mm-hmm. it'll give them a huge benefit to one thing or another and you can swap them around and all that sort of thing. You don't get that till a little bit later. But that does give you yet more kind of direct control. But like you said the game doesn't hold your hands so <clears throat> It's difficult to know which stat you should be pursuing and whether or not a guy is really any good. You can compare to your opponent to some extent and say, all right, well, this is how much damage the opponent does, but my guy's wearing armor that's good enough to maybe resist that damage. He'll probably be fine. Then you put him in there and he just gets fucking slaughtered because the other guy attacks you so fast that you don't even get a chance to breathe and all that sort of thing. And then there's also training them, and this is a really gamey concept, training their AI. You yeah. can train them in Meditating. meditation, yeah. which is supposedly like making them smarter and makes their AI work better, supposedly, something like that. And by default, that's actually set to zero. So I had a guy who was super strong. It's like 30 training and strength, 30 training in agility, best gear, zero AI, does a bunch of dumb shit, gets killed. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. And the game never explains that concept to you at all.
3: Yeah. So that's when I said that Sam was doing something that I didn't really even realize you could do. I didn't know that those were like sliders that you were supposed to move around. I thought that they were just showing you like how, how high of a level the person has. So when I was watching Sam, every single time he got a new dude, he bumped meditation all the way up and just wouldn't use the dude if he had a choice he wouldn't use the dude until they had max meditation and then would start training other stuff and he always did really well in fights and i was like what the fuck yeah
0: (laughs) it's also it's essentially a stat you if you decide to take direct control and most of the fights are one versus one but not all there are definitely some group fights then you don't need that stat because you take direct control of the guy Which, that that was intriguing to me. So you can kind of play it two different ways. But I think from a combat standpoint, because enemies attack so quickly, it's really hard to see an attack coming and properly evade it. You're mostly just spamming evade and block and getting hits in where you can. It's just a, it really is a, it's a, it's a clusterfuck. The 12 versus 12 is like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do anything here. It's going to be a total clusterfuck. Fights are really quick. You can turn on an option when you're playing and using Twitch integration, and they're now putting it into single player as well, because the game has a lot of Twitch integration features, which are pretty neat. Your your crowd can cheer for you and boo the gladiators. They decide who lives and dies with the thumbs up and thumbs down in your chat. And it'll also pull information for your opponents and for your gladiator names direct from the chat if you want them to as well so subscribers oh, so you can
1: yeah. have custom gladiator names yes
0: yeah you could change That's those yourself important. or you can have them automatically pulled. yeah i think any game that has permanent character death must have a rename option i've got to get personally invested yeah, but it, you've
1: got to be heartbroken because papa smurf
0: has finally died in a battle of the lion or something yeah. just just <laughs> disgusting it's yeah it's possible to get a lion by the way you can recruit a lion mm-hmm. there's an in game event that lets you do that and I, my lion was just wrecking house for ages but you, can, so you sounds- can't train him if you click on him, all he does is roar at you. It's like, I want to give you equipment. Nope, roar. Stats, <laughs> nope, roar. I want to heal you. Nope, roar. All right. <laughs> Apparently, if you send him in, there's a big risk he'll actually turn on your guys if you send him in a multi fight and eat your gladiators instead of the enemies. Of course. It's brutal. It's got a lot of swearing in it. It's very, very inspired by the Star series Spartacus. And it's got a, uh, Rome as well, that's, the HBO that's Rome what I was series. Gonna,
4: in my mind, all I want to do... Is play this game but only use quotes from Spartacus. Blood and
0: sand. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Um they Jupiter's cock! Jupiter's cock's (laughs) in there. Jupiter's (laughs) cock is in there.
4: Shout that over and over again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a new one. They 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 got people to record some voice lines that are randomly shouted at you during fights, and some of them they're all highly offensive. And you can unlock, equipment-wise, various powerful levels of cock (laughs) sheath. That is true. I lost. Yeah. How many years have we waited? Groinal protection is a big thing. And the basic stuff is a cock sheath. You can then get a studded leather cock sheath and eventually graduate to a full, like, skirt or full armor and stuff down there. But yeah, you need it. You need that cod piece, that Roman cod piece. Very important. I love <laughs> the, the cock sheath okay. is, needless to say, far larger than it should be. And of course you can you can hire a guy that can get uh, whores and entertainment for your gladiators. Although one thing I have not, maybe it's a random event, no. but I haven't had it happen yet, I can't whore out my own gladiators to wealthy noble women.
4: You're not doing it right! That's- also, also having seen Blood and Sand, it may not work out the best way. Just put it out <laughs> true. Just put it out there, it might cause more trouble than it's worth.
0: Yeah, there's- there's a little bit of that. And it would also be nice if, and again, maybe there's just events later on in the game, if the Domina herself kind of got involved in the whole political scheming. There's a few they they definitely oh, that, nod to that.
3: There's some of that. There, there is, is some of that. Yeah,
0: I'd like to see that be a bit um a bit fleshed out. You've Dude, got the... I was
3: I was selling secrets like a mad lady. Mm.
0: Oh, Every man. time
3: I found out something about the magistrate, I was like, yo.
0: Sell it to the legit."
3: <gasps> yeah, I went to the legit and I was like yo, you want some secrets? He was like, yeah. And I was like, good, because I really need water and I don't have any money
0: left. <laughs> yeah. It, you've got these two main characters who have like a influence meter that you need to manipulate. Oh my and God. if they hate you, they'll do bad stuff to you. There's a bunch of different events that affect them, often where you'll have to choose between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and you
3: can gift them wine to make them happy. Oh my God. If you don't I give them enough wine, the they, get,
4: they get annoyed. <laughs> I would stream this fucking game dressed like Lucy Lawless from Spartacus and just be like, <laughs> get them, my gladiators. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, this sounds great. I'm playing it. This is, this is
0: happening. Oh, yeah. If you've seen the series of Spartacus, you have to play this game just on the basis of that alone. At least yeah, season right. one and the prequel series, which was... Um... Uh, heroes of the Arena, like or something. 1.5,
4: or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I can't remember what that was all about. Yeah, uh, obviously, in season two and three, I'm not going to spoil, but it changes the nature of the, it a bit. I watched the whole thing. It was great, but I th- still think season great. one was the best, without a doubt. You know, oh, yeah. I, I've never seen it because it, so, it was all politicking and backstabbing, and everyone's. It wasn't even mostly about the fights. It was mostly about the politicking and just how corrupt Roman society was. Yeah, man. Super so cool. Man. There's even a great board also, game of it. Also, Rome does, uh... is
4: also very good. Yeah, I know yes. you mentioned it, but it's... yeah, Rome HBO and BBC
0: series. series.
3: I At least the seen first either of those. One.
0: Yeah. Oh, you've got to. You've got to. There's um. I've never seen as much male nudity or nudity in general. <laughs> there's they...
4: a lot of nudity in that show.
0: Star series, they go all out with that stuff. I started watching Black Sails, and there's a lot of nudity in there too. And I've
3: heard Black Sails. Yeah, is a Spartacus
0: might be worse than that. There's a ton of cock, ton of boobs. A lot of f- in that show. It's true. Right.
4: A lot. If you if you thought to yourself, I need to see a show with some wieners. Yeah. That's
3: the one. <laughs> yeah, get on Aspartacus. Okay, There's now I know. In fact, an
4: entire episode based off the size of a dude's dick. That is totally yeah. true. It's and, totally and true. The horrible
0: things that may happen to your dick if you don't uh, follow orders. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Don't mess <laughs> with the domino, yo. Don't, don't mess with the domino. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: But you yeah, that quote on the poster it's Spartacus, a whole lot of cock,
0: John Bain. There is a, there is. I'd stand by that B-A-N-E, quote.
4: A N E, John bane Yes. Oh, so much cock. Uh, <laughs> you're,
0: you're a big guy for you. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh. But yes, it it is it's pretty fun. Uh, the Twitch integration obviously means it's going to attract quite a few people to streaming it. I it does add fun value and it makes it a great spectator game, but in in the sense even if you're playing a single player, it's a spectator game anyway because it is a management game. You send your guys in and you cheer them on. It's like please fucking don't die. You know, I invested so much money in you. I don't want you to I I spent so much money on your equipment and stuff. Another thing yeah. which kind of confused me about it because again the game doesn't really tell you it um I thought that sending your gladiators into an arena had an associated cost Mm. because it said price next to Mm. the list of gladiators. Like, oh, I don't want to send my expensive guy in because it'll cost me a lot of money. And then I thought, hang on a minute, this makes no sense. They're supposed to be my slaves. How could they cost me money? But actually, that's just a bad representation. All it means is the amount of money you've spent on them and how much you could sell them for later.
4: Gotcha.
0: So again, another, th- uh, just, just another example of them, not the dev who did most of the work himself, which is very impressive, right. include, he yeah. composed most of the music himself. He did most of the art himself. He had a little bit of help and most of the program himself. Very impressive. But he just, he was in his own little development bubble and didn't realize that some people wouldn't get that yeah. in the way that he did, which is probably again, why the save feature isn't there. Right. There's the, that's the big caveat. Like I would wait until that is there. It is important. It really is very important.
3: Yeah. I would love to be able to play that game and save instead of thinking to myself, man, I want to play Domina, but I only have like an hour. Yeah. So I shouldn't.
1: (laughs) It sounds like one of those games that wouldn't have survived that well before the internet because you need to be able to talk with other people to really work out how half the mechanics work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And there has been just this recent revival over the last five or so years of games which involve a lot of permadeath and that being a, a selling point and this game has that no doubt about it your, gladi- your best gladiators can get decimated very easily mm. and it's tragic yeah. when it happens like fuck i spent so much time investing in you god damn it but other than that though it's a great piece of work very interesting could it's gonna need a couple of patches i think to mm. really get to where it needs to be and that save feature has to be put in there i'm not touching it again until it does it's that yeah. simple I don't like my time being wasted, my progress being lost that way. It's not okay.
3: Um, right. so that was dominant. Did, did any of you guys play Beat Cop?
0: I am going I around hope. to it, yeah. No, not heard of that one.
3: I played Beat Cop.
0: Talk about Beat Cop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell <laughs> so, us.
3: So Beat Cop is a game where you play Jack Kelly, a new cop.
4: No. and False. No, 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 no. You're not a new cop. You were a detective. You were pulled off the- Because you witnessed- you are accused of killing a dude and taking money. And stealing his diamonds. Yes, <sighs> and stealing his diamonds. And so you've been demoted to a beat cop, but you were- and everyone makes fun of you. It was your last
0: day on the job, and then they got to you. Can I play was... a saxophone in the background of this- uh, of all of this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally '80s '80s cop show in a big way. Oh, oh yeah, super yeah. Uh,
3: so yeah, the the most of the game is played on your beat, which is like one street. You patrol back and forth. There are like all of these shops, um, and it's it's up to you to uh keep the street safe, right? So on the surface, on the surface level, each day it's like, all right, you have to write 12 tickets because, you know, they're up our asses about not getting enough money from tickets. So you got to get 12 tickets out there. Right. And if you hear somebody yell, stop thief, you need to like handcuff a thief, right? Chase but him
0: down.
3: You have to chase him down and handcuff him and all of that stuff. But on the like next level in, you also are working a street that has the mob and a gang on either side of it, and they are constantly like aggressing on each other. Um, very early on in the game, there's a body that's found, and neither of them will fess up that they've de- like that they're even remotely involved, and so you're having to. The game focuses a lot on you having a good rapport with all of the other people that run like the shops and things. Um, So there are meters for like, whether or not the mob likes you, whether or not the crew likes you, whether or not the police like you, but also whether or not the people like you that are on your beat, because you're, you're trying to create a situation where you're acting within the law Assuming that you play this way, that you're acting within the law while also like trying to find out who who done it, like who's who's like causing trouble on your street, right? But
0: also keeping your job. out Yes. If you're getting papers, please vibes. You should be.
3: You should be. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's a, a game about procedure, you know, day to day procedure, and that's <laughs> a lot of the meat of the game is doing that. You know, do, uh, going through the process of giving out parking tickets. You've got to give them out for the right reasons.
3: Mm-hmm. so or yeah you'll you... get yelled at if you're if you tow a person for no reason or something
0: yeah so the, there's an element of that which again very papers please ask where you had to look at the passport and the documents and figure out whether or not something should go through or not but then there's all these other events and moral choices that you're making and having to balance between staying inside the law doing your job but also keeping the street safe which guys mm-hmm. would bend the rules a little bit or maybe you want to profit from it so
3: yeah you can be a straight-up dirty cop if you want you can, from day one, you can go to the crew and be like, what's up? What you need? <laughs> like they'll they'll come to you, uh, I, think, I think almost every day, there's like a guy hanging out on the corner and you can go to them and they'll be like, yo, you want to run drugs for us? And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> like if that's the sort of game that you want to play, you can do that. So um, this game is very offensive, by the way. Yes. Like, <laughs> There is a lot going on in this game. Like the way that people refer to each other is very racially heavy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was playing, and I was like, "Oh it's, my god, I can't believe that they're talking about each other that way." It's but like,
0: set, I mean, it's set in the '80s in a yeah. kind of Detroit-like rundown street. It completely fits the theme. Just be aware mm-hmm. of that going in. You know, if you're not yeah. the sort of person that can tolerate mm-hmm. that, or Uh, you know does find that disturbing then just know about it It, it's similar you remember this is the police as well that came out a good few it was came out last year also had quite a lot of offensive stuff in it and some people didn't like the fact that it did i think that a lot of these games are trying to show the the gritty side of police work especially when they're set in the past on Mm -hmm. you know very tough beats and all that sort of thing
1: Hmm. Is there a mod so that you can replace your police character with the rabbit from Zootopia?
3: God, I wish. Uh, I wish. That's that... basically how I played my character. <laughs> while I was doing... Every time he said something sarcastic, I said it as though he really felt that way. I
0: haven't seen it. I, I should see. It. I'm told I should <gasps> see that movie. Oh, Zootopia is so
3: good. It's, it's such a good movie.
0: So good.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So that that game is. Uh, I was surprised. I saw a couple articles where people were like, it's real sad that Beat Cup is such a bad game. I played a decent amount of it, and I was like, I'm enjoying this game still. It's it's repetitive because it's like day-to-day, like tickets, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But
0: so is Papers, Please.
3: So is Papers, Please, Ooh. yeah, and that game was still very engaging. I think Beat Cup can be very engaging depending on how you play it. Mm-hmm. So...
0: I I I do mean to. All right, what you got? Had
4: to like backstretch. I played a while ago, and I can finally talk about it. Agents of Mayhem.
0: Oh yes, the embargo on the previews did uh, lift quite recently. Yes, I've seen mixed impressions of this. Some people really digging it. Some people not so much. Yeah. So tell me about uh, it.
4: Before I get into the actual gameplay, the setup for this one is it's in the Saints Row world, and. Uh, it is basically one night uh, the world is attacked by this organization called Legion run by some dude called the Morning Star, and his number one lieutenant goes rogue and makes her own faction to stop him. And so uh, this Lady Persephone hires all of the like biggest badasses on earth to fight this guy, which includes some Saints Row characters, which includes some new characters, everything from a girl who's essentially like Hispanic tracer with like a little like robot that follows her to a roller derby badass chick who like carries a machine gun or, or like a Gatling gun to like a Yakuza dude. To like Essentially all the wonderful tropes of Saints Row characters that you've ever experienced in this game. And so it plays very, very much like a Saints Row game, uh, except now you have the wealth and power of like a world organization and you can go to like Seoul, South Korea. Like you're, you're doing different, bigger things but at the end of the day it is
0: yeah in terms of saints though, we are talking more like saints row four not two and three like if you're expecting Uh, gta it's
4: it's more like it's less superhero powers and more like uh the biggest superhero power you have is the ability to triple jump they're like fuck double jumping you can triple jump okay so that's i mean that's it uh some characters can climb buildings like the one character is the um is a former drill sergeant and so she can like use a knife and climb up the side of a building, but not all characters can do that. Um, the basic premise of the game is that you you choose three characters to play for every mission. And, and there's an open world thing, but you're choosing three characters to switch in between and you can switch between those characters on the fly for every mission you do. So uh, while there are many, many characters in the game, you're choosing between which three you want to use for that particular uh, event. Um, and so, uh, you know, the one is this like badass, uh, bow and arrow user. There's one guy who's basically Johnny Cage and he's like a big Hollywood hotshot. Um, yeah, there's all these different characters you can do. At the end of the day though, it is from the open world to like walking up to little spinning, glowing things that initiate missions. It is straight up just, it is Saints Row. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing that I think for me is the biggest detriment to it all this game while playing it the entire time i was thinking this is the perfect multiplayer game instead of switching between three you can have three people playing or you can have two people playing and you can switch between the i was like this is great this would be so good straight up it's only single player
0: so they, yeah, uh, they, it, they clearly went into it not designing hmm. it that way at all yeah. and if, if i'm completely honest there are already a ton of co-op games that do this shit like you got different classes with preset loadouts and like two or three abilities and maybe an ultimate yeah. that's been done to death already are people and, and seriously is,
4: wanting that this is a game where it's uh you're yeah you're so you're playing as the three characters and each character has a bar that fills so you have a special ability you can activate and then like your ultimate ability so um for example i'm trying to think of some of the the more interesting ones uh, the one that comes to mind right now is that the roller derby girl uh her special is that she can fire her Gatling gun without having to like cool it down. And then her ultimate is that she just can run into people and like kill guys that she hits them. And so she like skates around the map. And that's it's pretty fun. But um yeah, it's it's essentially it has that overwatchy feel to it. Where it's like, okay, the like everything's very bright and chipper, and even though the world is like under attack by this evil organization, everything is very, very like happy-go-lucky looking it has that like it's a positive future outlook to it and then all the characters feel kind of li- like that multiplayer game trope characters like all the ones like ah, there's that character and there's that character and there's that character but yeah this whole big game.
0: old ensemble loadout cast thing that's happening uh, increasingly yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, over the and, last few years
4: and it's a game that that still at its core is very saints in that it's silly and and crazy and Like over the top and everything about it is is like wacky and weird and fun and it's like okay that's awesome but in my experience the most fun i've had playing the saints row games have been when it's been weird wacky crazy fun with another person and so it's like we can experience this together and the problem that i have with this is they have zero intention as far as i'm aware of making this multiplayer so literally it's the experience is you are playing by yourself Three characters that you choose from from this wide array of characters and just going through the stories and the missions but it like everything's there to make this a great multiplayer game And i feel like it's like um like a missed opportunity like mm. i feel like at the end of the day there's it there's something there it's like this would be great to play with another person like one other person and like co-op this thing
0: and yeah. it seems impossible though like if i'm looking at the way that this is designed considering that right. there are certain characters that have certain abilities to traverse certain obstacles, if you split those three characters out into three people, then you wouldn't be able to progress as a certain character. You would mm. also have to think about, it's three times the firepower. You're able to use all abilities at once rather than having to switch between characters to do that. Like, it changes yeah. the entire nature of the game. That's in exactly what they said.
4: Yeah, yeah. In their mind, the the design philosophy of the game was that it's one player... And one player switching between these characters. Uh, I think.
3: I oh, like trying style. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it's...
0: actually, just... that's a very good point. Yeah, it, it bring it up trying even though it's a very different genre, that you are the all the three characters and you switch between Trine, them to...
3: Trend did multiplayer uh, it, it did, that way.
0: But it also was very clever with how it did it. Like, uh, it was a completely different game in multiplayer because you had mm-hmm. to figure out how to get all three people across the obstacles. So you do clever shit like using the wizard to levitate a box and then everyone gets to the box and floats across that way. If you did that, of course, yeah. that wouldn't work in the single player.
4: But, uh, you know, everything else that I, I played... Um you know one mission is you got drunk and so you have to kind of uh uh oh my god what's the name of that hang over your way back through a, a level which is pretty fun <laughs> there's uh one mission where you take on like an evil mad scientist doctor and uh you ha- like the the battle is really clever because he has an orb that protects him and so you have to take out the base around him to bring down the orb and then you shit against him like use his own lasers and shit like it's very everything about it is the same saints row like oh boy we're gonna get real weird with it which is super fun but yeah i just in i this is might be my own personal thing like in my mind i just really really wished that it continued that you can play with friends and that's just not the case in this one so i'll still play it and i'm sure i'll have a ton of fun but i just wish that they had included it or an Mm. option to do so but you're right tb In everything they said they were like Nothing about this game is designed to even make that a possibility in the future. If we do a second one, sure, we'll we'll look into that. But don't expect it for this one. And so mm. there you go. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, it's really hard to describe it as anything different than if you love Saints Row, you will love this game. It's it, really at the core what it is.
0: And I'm looking at the gameplay footage, and it really sort of highlights, I think, the difference between the way that me and you approach games, Jesse. Because I'm looking at that, and it's like, this is not like Saints Row. But you're, you seem to be approaching it as... It's like Saints Row in terms of feel, theme, overall atmosphere, crazy character design, amusing dialogue, you know, not so questing. Yes. Mechanically, this doesn't look all that similar to Saints Row at all.
4: No, you're, you're absolutely right. Mechanically, it is not. Mechanically, there are... Uh, every time you complete missions, you're getting unlocks for your characters and new skins and new, like, weapon upgrades and little cards that can, like, change stuff. Uh, the The you summon vehicles to come help you the yeah but at the end of the day the world and the feel and the vibe and what you're like i think i think you're absolutely right we're just looking at it at different angles but it's it's if you're looking for a feel of a game it feels very much
0: like saints row
1: right it looked like it had a bit of a crackdown feel to me from the footage is that yeah
0: relevant? I, I got a little bit of a vibe from that, although it looks like you don't have anywhere near as much sort of momentum and superhero-like powers like you did in Crackdown. I, I'm still waiting on Crackdown 3 and hoping oh, it won't suck. Is
1: there any news on Crackdown
0: 3? <laughs> there was something recently, uh, oh, it was the latest on Crackdown 3, because that, that has been delayed forever. I mean, that was supposed to come out early in the Xbox One's lifespan. Yeah, All sorts yes. of shit has happened. Then it's they're saying 2017 right now. They mm. it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. It could potentially be a disaster. <laughs> you know, games that get delayed this much do tend to lose the plot. I guess. I don't yeah. know why I'm
1: so hyped for it as well. As the second one was a bit shite. But, yeah. It sucked. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's just something. I feel like I want more bloody Crackdown. <laughs> now, I do. Just good Crackdown.
0: Yeah. Yes. The good stuff. Hmm. There was a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on with that one. It's interesting that that game was mostly bought because it had the Halo 3 beta, I think. Oh, God, I'd forgotten that. Yes. I thought the Halo 3 beta or the Halo ODST beta or something like that. It was one of the two. Yeah. That's the only reason people what bought the it. Hell. I was like, oh, you get a free game with this beta. It's like, no, Crackdown <laughs> 3. Crackdown's actually really, really good. You should play it. Yeah. I, I don't what know about have... this. Sorry, well, so What ahead.
1: else have they um, done that? Basically sold a game on the back of a demo you got for something fun. They used
4: to do that with movies all the time, where it'd be like, go see the shitty movies so you can go see the new Star Wars trailer. (laughs) Yes, Yeah, that's true. That was one. Um,
0: I think there was a... Maybe God of War Ascension had some sort of multiplayer or or just beta that you could get with another game? Uh... Was it Wolf of the Battlefield Commando
1: 3 on Xbox Live got you the beta for... (sighs) I think Super Street Fighter 2 HD or something. Oh
0: wow, yeah, that's that's definitely going back a bit. I yeah, you're right, you're right. Though, yeah. yeah, it's happened a few times. It mm-hmm. often happens when they think, "Oh God, oh yes, of course, Zone of Enders." That's maybe the biggest example ever. The oh, Metal Gear Solid yes. 2 demo. Yeah, <coughs>
1: that was Metal Gear Solid 2, wasn't
0: it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, I'd that game sold that. entirely off the back of that, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Dragon's Dogma apparently had a Resident Evil 6 demo. <laughs> well. Oh, I did not know that. That wasn't much of a selling point, was it? But no, no.
1: (laughs) It's the thing with Crackdown was the game itself ended up being so much fun.
0: It was great. Mm. The the different vehicles that you could upgrade with, like rocket boosters and ramp uh, ramp that you just like smash through cars and drive up walls. And I remember the big challenge being uh, climb the top of the biggest tower in the game and get enough agility and abilities to do it. That was a big deal, being able to do that. And then you could get,
1: say, another achievement for diving off right into a little swimming pool just at the bottom. Yep. My God. Actual
0: fun achievements. Who remembers those? That and Prototype. Prototype let you do a lot of stuff like that, too. A lot more violent, that one. It's like I'm hacking an entire city to death, but those those big kind of Hulk Ultimate Destruction-like games. I actually, if I recall correctly, there were guys from that game on both of those, on Crackdown and on Prototype, so I think that might have a lot to do with that. It surprise me, actually. Yeah, Yeah, well. yeah well, I'm, I'm interested to have a look at Agents of Mayhem. I've got to say, like, the, the footage does not look that enjoyable to me, but I'm willing to give it a try. It's,
4: yeah, I, I, I will say, I'm not sure what footage you just used, but I will say the trailer they showed uh, at the event I was at was, like, not nearly as good as, and compelling as the actual gameplay was. I watched which... some
0: gameplay that was quite recent.
4: Yeah, like, I, like mm-hmm. I, I, just had more fun playing than uh, I had watching the like demonstration of like this is what the game's like. I was like, mm. and then yeah. playing was actually fun. And I think it's the idea that uh, you can approach everything a little bit like differently because you can choose whatever characters you want, and so you can choose the characters like the bow assassin who can stay way in the back and just snipe dudes, or you can choose the character who is the flashy like machine gun wielding dude who like runs up in their faces and like batches them in the face. So. You know, and because it's that open world vibe, you can get around however you want. Like, I think Mm. it's one of those games that it's what you make of it kind of deals, but maybe then again, I don't know because I only played so much of it. So we'll see when it launches, but it has half a year.
0: So it does, yeah. There's a lot of previews out of this game right now, and a lot of people have different takes on it. Some people hate it Uh, for a couple of ones I read, hate it. Some people really love it. I don't know. I will have to try it myself, but yeah. I love divisive games because they're interesting to talk about. Yeah. As we have, we've certainly experienced over the last couple of weeks, and we're about to experience again by the looks of it. We'll we'll bring that up in the news uh, in the third hour of the show. But yeah, so ukulele may very well be on the agenda. I believe Krendor was demanding that we let him on the show next week to talk about it. (laughs) Uh,
4: That will be- Fair enough super fair and balanced guys It'll oh be yeah the absolutely fair review of uh, this game ever
0: people uh crendo was saying oh well, actually it was stripping because you know he is an evil person said you should get crendo and jim sterling on to fight to the death oh my god i will
4: take you know what if you need me to take a break
3: yeah get... i was gonna say if i got bow out uh, like to happen. i would love
0: to make that happen i i i just i just want to see crendo in an actual debate that would be brilliant He'd be like wrong
4: wrong what what (laughs) What? wrong
0: there probably would be a lot of that yeah so i'm intrigued anyway as we'll talk about more about that in the third hour of the show i don't want to uh do too much of that is there anything else that people have been playing this week that they would like to bring up
4: i think so
1: (sighs) i'm doing breath of the wild still playing
0: bloody dream quest um yeah
1: Star Realms, I still get into occasionally. Um, oh, I
0: love Star Realms, Star. both the physical and the uh, the implementation yep. on. I play PC. a friend with
1: the physical one, so I have to make sure I'm on the top of my game because I must never lose. I lose a bloody time,
0: but I must never lose. Um, my my wife kicks my ass at that game. I I'm just terrible. I go after. I think it comes down to the fact that I go after these ridiculous builds and like aha my master plan will be complete and of course i never managed to get all the cards yeah. to make everything fall into play so the more practical pragmatic player just beats me down because like well i just got a bunch of decent stuff and killed you with it so it's like right. but but in but 20 turns my master off, plan it's amazing
1: when yes. those rare occasions when you end up with 93 buy and 472 attack and you're like yeah that's it. Right. Good game. I'm the master. I may have lost 15 to get here, but
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. When uh, when we finally uh, meet up, I'm in the UK sometime in June. I should. Uh, I believe I'll I'll try and drag Dan into it. We should uh, do some Star Wars. Yes, That'd be great, wouldn't it? I yeah. should. I'll, I'll bring bring my set over. Maybe it's a that's a lot of fun. Great great card game. Decent implementation digitally as well. Not perfect, but pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid
1: enough. I
4: mean,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, The only other thing I've tried to play is the Dark Souls 3 um, latest DLC. Oh my god!
2: Oh my
4: god.
1: And I've only had a very quick bash at it, so I'm trying to avoid all the sort of information so I don't get it spoiled. But Mm -hmm. I haven't played Dark Souls 3 for a couple of months. And I've played a lot of Breath of the Wild recently, and I'm finding a massive disconnect. All the buttons are wrong. Oh, God, it's, it's oh, I can't get it moving properly. Why is it running at 60 frames a second? It's blowing my mind. You know, the whole... I'm getting real culture shock from it.
0: It's great. It's yeah. great.
1: I've heard um, it's... Well, FromSoft usually do pretty amazing DLC. I mean, the, the Bloodborne stuff must be up there with some of the best DLC ever released. But... Um, yeah. The Ashes of Ariandel were a bit short... Short. I I,
3: I heard there like wasn't just a whole lot to it. Like it just didn't feel very meaty,
0: substantial. I think
1: that's it. It feels a bit slight. Yeah, I think Mm. that is a perfect description of it. Apparently, the Ring City is really Mm. amazing.
3: Yeah, people are being told not to even attempt it unless they're soul level one twenty five or something crazy, and I'm just like,
1: that's end game content.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's like basically the last piece of Dark Souls anything that we're being told we're ever going to get, right? So it's like, here's the final gauntlet, man. Enjoy, you know? So I guess that's fitting.
1: I wonder where they'll go to next. You know they'll do an action RPG that feels like Souls, and probably has several of the same animations in. But, I <laughs> Souls? Mm. Um, they can't really do japanese souls now because nio has kind of sewn that one up as temporarily
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah neo or however the hell you pronounce it um did well uh, it's it, probably one of the first souls like or Souls-born games here you know, a couple of people are, yeah Soulsborn. <laughs> that's the uh,
4: next one oh that's the next franchise Soulsborn. Uh, <laughs> we'll
0: we'll see where they go with it uh there's been a couple of attempts to emulate it i remember uh, lords of the fallen was Okay, but not great. Yeah. Not not a bad attempt, but, you know, Neo is very good, of course. There's another one coming out. Uh, is it called, what, The Surge, I think, which is a very, uh, sci- it's a futuristic cybernetic Souls.
1: Yes, I only heard of that, yeah, very recently. Actually, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that could
0: that. be The Cyber
1: Souls,
3: yeah.
0: Indeed. And, of course, you know, there's the side-scrolling, you know, there was the top-down Dark Mouse, and there was the side-scrolling, Salt yes. S- and Sanctuary. Sultan Sanctuary, yeah. Sultan Sanctuary,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah um there isn't a uh there hasn't been a port for bloodborne right probably yep.
0: never gonna happen PS4 Sony funded yes, exactly. it only money yeah. yeah sony funded it so which is which really sucks because of course it is um you know it, it really ties that game down and even on ps4 pro it doesn't it still has some problems in some areas uh mm-hmm. in terms of both frame pacing and frame rate that would be astonishing at 60 frames per cent, it, would.
1: But it is a real kick in the teeth uh-huh.
0: never mind it is what it is uh-huh. The more games that get locked that way, the more people will wake up, sheeple, and realise the benefits <laughs> yeah, of that. But
1: I think you'll find the human eye cannot actually perceive more than 12 frames a second. Oh,
0: yeah, I sit here with my 144 hertz monitor and a goblet yeah. of fine wine. Ha, ah, peasants! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm just woke, or whatever the kids are saying these so days. So woke. Uh, indeed. So woke. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, something I, I actually played a couple of weeks ago and never got around to mentioning, the beta's currently closed right now. And they they, they bring this down for very limited betas every once in a while. is Lawbreakers, which we all I, I think yeah. some of us played a PAX a year or two ago. I nope.
3: still have never played that, but I've heard you guys talk about it a lot.
0: It's coming along well. I played the recent multiplayer beta of Lawbreakers. They have... It looks... I actually I try to keep track of the damn business model because it keeps changing like at one point bill said it's gonna be a free-to-play game other people say no, it's gonna be a buy-in game uh it's a buy once kind of thing i don't know what its current business model is is it free to play or not Uh, because no it's no longer free to play as of march 2016 they go they they're going down the overwatch route route with it um unless they've changed it again since then Uh, i'm kind of happy that they're going down that route i think buy once is, is better But they they implemented Overwatch-like cosmetic um, loot boxes in it. There was no way to buy them. You could only get them through play. They'll probably put a way to buy them in because, I mean, Nexon is publishing it, for God's sake. It'll happen. But there were all sorts of things, uh, new skins, weapon camos, armor camos, tons of different nice little pieces of cosmetic stuff. The gameplay itself, is just more polished than it was. They added a load of new classes in. Well, I last played it, they only had four. They now have either seven or eight, I think. So mm-hmm. there was a bunch of different stuff to try and also a different game mode, which is kind of like a Turf War style thing. And it seems like there's a overall metagame aspect to it as well. Kind of like Honor's, but hopefully less annoying, whereby the the law and the breakers, harr, uh, the kind of futuristic cops and robbers bullshit are fighting over territory in a futuristic world where gravity broke for some reason. <laughs> and that it's that itself.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's broke gravity? Come on. Yep, someone
0: broke oh, it. God.
1: Who's been playing with it? I Come left on. you alone for five minutes. <laughs> You've smeared jam on gravity, and oh. that doesn't work oh. anymore. It's all oh. broken.
0: It. It's a key. It's a key mechanic in the game. Actually, that there's parts of the right. levels where there's just no gravity, so you're fighting zero G, which is shit. Tons of fun. You can fire your weapon backwards to give you momentum forwards, which is fucking awesome. And, of course, you can hit people behind you with it, too. i would never seen that done in a game. That was yeah. pretty neat. Uh, but, yeah, there's about, about seven or eight classes now. It A lot of people are going to compare this to Overwatch because, of course, you play heroes and they have abilities, but it's way more arena. It leans more to the arena f- shooter end than it does to the team-based end. Like, there's no true support hero. Everybody can fight as well as everybody else, just in different ways. You can kill an entire team on your own. Sure no problem. There are some matchups where you might be slightly at a disadvantage, but it's not going to be, I'm a Symmetra and I came around a corner and here's a fucking Roadhog, so I'm dead automatically. That's not how it works. It's more skill focused than it is class focused, which I think is a good thing, because why try and clone what Overwatch is already doing really well? Unless you're Paladins and you do it for free, right? So they decided we're going to lean in one way or another we're going to make it kind of more like unreal tournament everything has alt fires and there's a lot of movement based abilities i still love the assassin class in that game who has a a laser grapple that lets you swing through the level at incredible speeds it even lets you if you fall off the level you can even grab and uh, pull yourself back up before you die which is great they've made some other changes they It used to be that you could only get health back by going to a health station halfway across the map, which was stupid, and slowed the game down completely. There are now some health pickups, but in limited places. It just feels more polished in general. The gunplay still feels great. The character design, it's a bit edgelordy. I'll have to say that, you know, because it's epic games. They like their shiny, edgy Gears of War-esque kind of characters. They've still done it here as well, but I like the gameplay. I think it's super slick. So... I would have no idea if it's going to be successful or not because it's entering a very crowded market. And of course, there's a big risk that it'll be overshadowed by Overwatch. At least it's not coming out within the same year that it did. It will not be a Battleborn. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Still sad about that. But of course, they're also dealing with the fact that Quake Champions is on the way, which... Oh God, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Leans even more to the arena shooter side of things because it's Quake. But you still have an ability. It has classes, but you've got an ability. Like the, it's not a, it's not fully ability oriented. There are no ultimates or anything like that. So it's so interesting to see all these different games falling at different parts of the spectrum, because hero shooter is now a thing, and most games, even you know the last few COD games, have included hero shooter like elements to them, classes and abilities and stuff like that. So I would be interested to see how many other games we get and where they are on that spectrum and what ends up being, the guess, the thing that wins out. Or whether or not these games can coexist because they are so different and they can just appeal to different kinds of player. Right. It's good to have choice. So I've said time and again, don't go on for this, don't shame clones. Don't shame, this game's like another game. Good. That's how a genre is made. We need right. more of that, for God's sake. Yeah. Cool. All right, I think it pretty much covers everything that we've been playing by the looks of it. I got my, I got my Farrier yak It's in the background right there. No, I don't think anyone's noticed it yet. It's just a little in the background right there on the window. My little Ferrier yak plush sitting right there next to Carlo Ren's <laughs> shuttle. It's just been silently judging you this entire time. But when we come back, we'll be talking about the news, which is less of news and more of there's things going on. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Games have usual. been released. Some people don't like them. Oh. Some people do. There are Disagreements.
2: Wow. On the internet.
0: No consensus. Terrible. None of it. Absolutely not. Oh, dear. We'll have Evangelist Grenda on next week to do that. But in the meantime, we'll talk a little bit about it, having barely played it, and, of course, a couple of other things as well. You're watching the co Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere, please. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Yes, yes. Yep, more music from Domino. Very good stuff from Big Nick. Check him out, bignick.bandcamp.com. B-I-G-N-I-C.bandcamp.com. Go listen to his music. It's all really, really good. And you can check it out also on Spotify. He's so desire. It's all so good. That was seriously funky crazy roman gladiator stuff <laughs> unexpectedly gotta say mm-hmm. great stuff anyway let's dive into the news it's going to be something of a grab bag this week because i don't think there's any particular topic that is worthy of like 30 minutes discussion but there's definitely yeah. a couple of little Who ones knows with
4: this podcast we uh, can you get a topic and 45 <laughs> minutes later be like what the fuck are we talking about
0: <laughs> that is very very true indeed impossible. uh brief start with a mention that Pax Unplugged, which was the first board game and tabletop only PAX. The tickets are going on sale on May the third. So, if when you is wish, that? the November, November, yes, uh, they're going on sale pretty damn early. I mean, you know, Pax sells out pretty early anyway. In this is their Philly? first. Yes, it's in Philly. It's their first ever attempt to do a tabletop only show. Tabletop's been a part of Pax for quite some time, which actually. Makes me hope that they won't cut back on the amount of tabletop stuff in other Paxes. I mean, so that's I do... what they did at East. East yeah. had
4: very few tabletop stuff. That's what I
0: heard, there. yeah. Maybe they'll specialize like West and say West has more or South has more because obviously there are less big games at South. We'll, we'll see kind of a hybrid there. But yeah, November 17th to the 19th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia. I do intend to go to this if I can. I've been missing out on all this stuff. I've been wanting to go to Gen Con for God knows how long, so... This might be a possibility quite cheap for this. Three day it's pass, three $60. Yeah. Single day, $25. Sunday kids badge for 6 to 12 year olds is 10 bucks. So I assume they're going to have like a Sunday family day, as it were. Three
4: days is just enough time to get through a game of Talisman. So that's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You get at least half right. a session of Twilight Imperium for that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or maybe
0: learn the rules to Game of Thrones in that time. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably
3: get the Oh all my god. Rules never again.
0: Uh next stuff. next time we're having Mathis teach us. He knows i have
3: it right there. And every time I see it, I'm like, you motherfucker. Fuck
0: okay, it. Yeah. We wasted hours trying to figure that one out. <laughs> yep. Cool to see that. Obviously increasing popularity now in America as well as the big surge in Europe towards board gaming and card gaming, which I'm very pleased of. Wanna see more of that. It's very cool. <laughs>
1: I've got the Dark Souls board game
0: on order, actually. So do I. Oh, so do I. I. Yeah. Well, I, I kickstarted yep. that. Uh, it looks yep. like it It's by the guys that make Guild Ball, which is yep. a pretty cool game. I also have the Bloodborne card game. I own that. That's pretty interesting. That, that exists. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah. so it's a co-op card Damn game, world. except you're supposed to kind of be the last one standing. So you kind of got to fuck the other guys over to run away with the treasure at the end after you've beaten the boss, assuming you didn't all die in the first place. So it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting. A lot of right. lot of cool cool board games and inspired, of course, by video games. At this point,
4: I it sounds like it could be a ton of fun. I hope, and I think this is what I'll end up being that it's just like chilling and playing board games and like having a good old time instead of like come to our panel to learn how to board game or like stuff like that. Right. I, I just wanted to be like come just F and hang out and let's play games and be. I'd go to that just like a chill. I... Week.
0: I think they will go in all directions with it. There'll be areas, there'll be tournament areas for the people who are seriously into stuff like Magic the Gathering and X-Wing. And I'd, I wonder if they'll do... the Warhammer's got to have a presence there, surely. But you know how Games Workshop gets, so maybe not. Right. And then there'll be a more casual area. And I mean, there should be panels, right? Talking about things like game design, how to... There's so many questions about how, how do I deal with a gamer group where we really want rid of a guy, you know, or how do I engage people? How do I teach board games in particular to people because that's a huge obstacle to a lot of people so i i think that they'll probably do that all right so yeah that's pax unplugged that's pretty cool so tickets are now going to be on sale at just the start of may so keep an eye out for that because pax does tend to sell pretty quickly we'll see whether or not this one is successful it's their first attempt at this so moving on uh dodge it looks like you had uh topic to go for what you got i was
3: gonna say can we talk about the persona 5 stuff
0: sure okay all right so persona 5 came out today the english version of it and well japan being japan they They don't
4: don't, shit yo they they never will
0: they don't really understand or don't care about streaming whether it be youtube or whether it be live streaming more so than any other company japanese publishers tend to try and impose restrictions on those things and Mm. are known for being very aggressive with copyright strikes (coughs) and it's yep Mm. nintendo obviously probably the worst example of that but there are certainly others you know sega as you're aware a few years ago almost took my channel down completely took down a bunch of others boycotting them to this day bastards still never apologized and we even had issues with square enix the japanese end of square enix like the western side of square enix doesn't restrict this stuff at all but when dragon quest heroes popped up they were trying to put streaming limitations on that too persona 5 apparently does not let you do playstation 4 share streaming at all it locks the whole game down so i'm told of course that doesn't stop anybody because it's very easy to stream anyway with a capture device but atlas put out a statement saying that they were putting restrictions and limits on stuff And what was interesting about these limits is they admitted flat out that it was the Japanese wing that they literally said, our masters in Japan are very wary about it. (laughs) That's a quote, direct quote from Atlas's very own website. Yeah, They said, this being a Japanese title with the single playthrough story means our masters in Japan are very wary about it. Sharing is they currently like blocked,
1: from civilization or something.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> all right Eventually, I'll get Cassius ballet to strike yes. back at the Japan- the Japanese masters. So they put limitations on video content. Uh, they asked that people do not spoil. I'm not going to give the specific date out because that in itself is a spoiler. Idiots. We obviously, if we get the specific, bear in mind the Persona games will work on a date system. So they go through a year usually. So specific events happen on different days. They give out and they said, please don't show this. But yeah, so I know something major is going to happen then now. <laughs> right, Thanks yeah. dudes. So I'll just say, <laughs> Great
1: work.
0: Great work, yeah, past a certain yeah. point in the middle of the year is all I'll say. That's limiting spoilers as much as I can. If you read the statement, you'll be told that specifically. So they don't want you to stream past that. They don't want you to show video past that. They said the pres- the- they want the videos to be limited to at most 90 minutes long each. No major story spoilers. They said they'd leave that up to your good judgment. Like, <laughs> we're just like, well, okay. Uh, you can grab footage from certain boss fights. Don't capture footage from the other major boss fights. Don't focus solely on cutscenes and animated scenes. Must predominantly feature gameplay. You can post straight gameplay or have commentary. I mean, a lot of this actually contradicts itself. And this is so strange because this is not an embargo agreement. This is not something that reviewers or streamers signed it's up to. It's not like
3: anybody's signed anything. No, yeah. no.
0: We have no... There is no requirement for us to abide by this at all, except they have threatened, in big, bold letters, if you decide to violate this, you risk being issued content ID claims or worse, a channel strike and account suspension. Uh, which, that would be unprecedented on Twitch on youtube that's pretty easy to do yeah and they also Japanese- released
3: that today after people were already streaming it
1: uh-huh.
0: so
3: yep.
1: <sighs> it's a bizarre need to control the audience it just doesn't work like
4: that and it, it, it's like that with like the minute you say you cannot do that's this it's in- not like man we really would hate it if you guys like spoiled this stuff like this game really important to us and like you know just be careful with what you show instead of like don't do it or we will punish you for it. That is like, that is, you learned that very young. But that's just like, fuck it, I'm doing it now. Yeah. That, that is 100% what's going to happen. I just think like hearing all that stuff, the first thing I thought of was like, who's the first person that's going to be like, I'm going to test and see if they do take me down. Because yeah. you know, People
3: are already doing it like right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's just, it's so dumb. And I think this, we talked about this during the break. Uh, Persona is a franchise that, uh for as much as we've talked about it, it's not really in the ethos of, like, American and Western gaming. It's sort of like this idea of just, like... Oh, it's
0: very Japanese-focused.
4: Yeah, it's it, it, and not many... Like, the people who play it know Persona is, like, a badass franchise. It's pretty cool. But not many people have played it that, that I'm it's, aware of.
0: It's not a full-on mainstream game, but it right. blew up sort of in the niche group of particular gamers in a huge way around 4 if i recall correctly that was that was its big surge
4: yeah and this is that persona game where every review has been like this is it this is phenomenal this changes the game this is so good and it reminds me again going back uh to witcher witcher one and two were just sort of in out there in the ether just existed Witcher three comes out everyone's like what the fuck is this franchise yeah and suddenly everyone's in and Persona yeah. 5
0: probably will be the time when it breaks into major mainstream credibility and gets out unless of that. Unless shit like JRPG. this happens, unless they literally
4: yeah. fuck themselves over. Like, this is the game that could have changed the world for you. And you're like, nah, we don't want people to see it, which is crazy to me. So,
0: yeah. Hell, the only reason I even knew about Persona 4 was the fact that the, Gi- the giant bomb did an endurance run of it. They streamed the whole game. Right. That's the only way re- I wouldn't have never, I've never even played it. I would probably wouldn't have even bought a PlayStation Vita were it not for all of that. Because like, that's, that's not the kind I, so, of game I usually play at all.
3: Um. Yeah, so like Sam and JP got to do like a, a brief like Final Fantasy XV stream. And we got to do like the Nier Automata stream. And the only reason that we were able to do those is because there's like a specific team of a couple of people at Square right now that are vouching... For streamers, mm-hmm. there's like a specific group that they've put together at the Western branch yes. of Square Enix. That's like you guys need to fucking catch up. Like, like this is important now. You need to like be receptive to this and not so scared of it because it's like it can change the game for you if you can stop being so fucking weird. Right?
1: <laughs> yep. it's and, and
3: it's uh, yeah, it's
1: the Nintendo argument all over again. It is. I, mean? I, I can understand. The principle of saying, oh, you don't want the information out there, spoil the game, the people, they might not buy it. But, but if people want there, the game anyway. spoiled for them, they will go and bloody find it. You know, the internet exists these days.
0: You know? I mean, the, the tweet with the statement is full of spoilers. But because it's... people reply with spoilers. Because of course <laughs> Absolutely. they do. You can't yeah. stop that. We, we've we talked about the idea of companies trying to prevent spoilers at past launch day before. It is impossible. It is it's totally... out there. It's out you're there. going That's to do it a pre-launch, cool, you've got complete control of your product at that point. But once it's out, Nope, Now you can't do anything. Stop trying. It's, you're wasting time and you're generating consumer ire and content producer ire towards you. It's like, like, all right, cool. We won't stream anything you ever made ever again then. There's your free marketing out the damn window. It's so crazy to think that it needs to be said over and over and
4: over again to companies that in case you weren't aware, the vast, vast majority of people watching streams of games won't watch all of it they'll go out and buy the game themselves and be like yeah that's awesome i want to play that and those people who do continue to watch for most of them they couldn't or wouldn't have bought your game anyway they're just there to see what the game was about yeah but they weren't interested in paying money for it to begin with yeah if
1: they're seeing through it they probably because they couldn't actually afford to buy the game and just really want it and
0: (laughs) and it's only on the playstation platform maybe they're on you know most stream viewers are on pc so you know that game is now on pc and it never will be so It's not like uh, someone who just owns a PC could even play it anyway. It it comes back, though, it's it's the same fucking argument with piracy, except, you know, this is even... No, this isn't illegal at all, you know, what's what's happening here with streaming. So, well, it's a lost sale. No, you can't prove that. You can't. And with so many companies now jumping right on the bandwagon of using Twitch as a marketing tool and understanding, as they have for years on YouTube, that this stuff is very important in terms of getting their game out there, it's, right. it's completely regressive, <clears throat> and it is just a few holdout companies in Japan that are enforcing this. There is no Western company that would dare at this point, because yeah. they know they get utterly crapped on. Now, The last person to even propose something like this was Phil Fish, and then he went into hiding for like a, yes. half a decade. <laughs> and he had something of a point in saying that, okay, you're streaming my entire game for free and I don't see a penny of that. It's like, okay, you have a little bit of a point, but you don't seem to realize that the amount of value you're getting out of that is beyond, far beyond any lost revenue. Because really, if you're making a game, people should want to play it after they watch parts of it. And if you fail to do that, you've failed to make a good game in the first place, or that person was never going to buy it to begin with because they weren't interested. It's not a lost sale in any way. You know, the only way you've lost a sale is because your game itself wasn't, the kind of thing that they wanted and are you suggesting you should just trick like people that,
3: i think conversations like that have been very beneficial to to like the whole ecosystem right because like a lot of us i think now are much more aware of oh when i play a game i should in the description always have a link so people know where to buy the game Yep. you know like things things like that that i think a lot of us weren't really thinking about until these sorts of conversations happened right so you're absolutely right
4: you're absolutely right and that's something that uh on our end there's always room like we all have room for improvement on how to make this this community work but it's like the conversation you're absolutely right the conversation of like well you know maybe put a link to our game so people can buy it when they're watching your video it might be helpful it's like sure i literally have no problem promoting a game that i'm enjoying To the world, like that's not an issue like as long as you're willing to talk with me and not be like you fucked everything up delete it like come on like we're all in this together yo don't be don't be a dick about it
0: yeah and they got to be careful because some some of this stuff is very much infringing on the right of fair use no doubt if they start to throw this sort of stuff at someone that makes a critique of the game and happens to feature some a a scene that they don't want to feature and they strike that that is a big deal i mean what they're doing is essentially illegal at that point it's unethical, no doubt, in some cases flat out illegal if it ever got to court, which of course it never will. But but then yeah. you've got the stuff like a Let's Play, in some cases may be protected by fair use and in some cases may not. And a lot of it comes down to how you did the Let's Play, the extent of it. You know, they are providing limitations here. In reality, they do have the right to take down, like say I'll post the whole game, on YouTube or Twitch, they have the right to strike that, they have the right to issue a DMCA.
3: Yeah, of course. I also have the right to
0: counterclaim it, but the thing is that there is an understanding that people don't do that because it's fucking dumb. It doesn't help, it doesn't benefit anybody. There are, pretty much every publisher has said, this is not a hill worth dying on, and more to the point, we're benefiting from this, we're not having to pay a penny, and yet we're getting tons of exposure. But there's these few companies that are just stuck in their ways all the way back there.
1: It's weird. It's like that little sort of holdout of a few Japanese corporations that just refuse to even attempt to understand any culture outside their own immediate corporate sphere. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, you think Dark Souls
0: would have been anywhere near as successful if not for YouTube videos and streams? My God. no. Yeah. No one even knew what Demon's Souls was. Like... There had to be a campaign to even bring it over to the west there was no intention to make a western version it was Mm -hmm. things like youtube videos that was like oh we 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 got this game you know it's amazing you know we should bring it up to the west and stuff when it came to getting dark souls on pc there was a huge petition and i made a video that got three quarters of a million views it was like bring dark souls to pc
2: yeah
0: it does contribute to some extent there's no doubt about it it's just backwards thinking it's you're not earning anything you're not getting anything out of this if you were being directly deprived profits i'd understand but you can't prove that you are and more often than not it's the opposite of that yep so it's silly i don't stream console stuff anyway but if i did i'd completely ignore this i was like come at me give it a try see what happens
1: also if you're trying to sell stuff to people don't
0: Antagonise
1: them. No. That doesn't really
0: help. <laughs> you know,
1: you'd have thought that was fairly obvious, really, wouldn't
0: you? This ship just blows yeah. up everywhere. It always <sighs> is. There's no there's no time when this has ever happened when it hasn't blown up into a complete shitstorm for the company. When has a company ever won never. from this? Yeah. Never. Yeah. It's never happened.
1: And as Dodger just said, we've now got the and effect of, there's probably a hundred bloody streams going on of it right this second.
0: There's
3: quite a few. Yeah, there, there are, yeah. Yep. And, and really of course-
4: testing it right now, like, yeah. come mess with me. Because if you do, that makes me even bigger. Like, all yeah. it does is help the streamers at this point. Like, Yeah, if they become word.
0: famous from, because they, they're they the underdog, they're the little guy. But most people mm-hmm. will view them that way. So yeah, they will benefit from that. And honestly, if you do it as a herd as well, it's like, oh, you want to take us all down? Try it. See what happens. Yeah. But- it's sad because, like, wow, you know, I feel salty now towards that company. I don't even want to promote their stuff anymore. Like, Yeah. Ugh. that's It's so
4: heartbreaking because this game is, like, everything I've seen, I've never been more excited for a Persona game. I'm, I am know.
3: I I'm so excited like, to play it. As soon as the stream's <laughs> done, I'm,
0: my copy's here. I'm playing it. That's what I'm doing right after this. Yeah, man. It's, Mine it's hasn't dumb.
3: shown up yet.
0: Pff, sorry. I'm just going to download it next PlayStation. In LA. I don't know. Traffic that can't, can't traffic doesn't work there. You can't drive things to places. It's a
2: collector's we need the, we need edition. Drones.
0: We live drones live in here. a better place.
2: Where is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's move on, shall we? So, controversy of a different kind. Uh-oh. Uh, so, ukulele reviews came out. And they are all over the place. It, this is a game that is considered the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Quite, some of the original dev team on it. Very successful Kickstarters. One of the most successful video game Kickstarters ever. It raised a grand total of two million pounds, which before Brexit would have been about three and a half million dollars. Now it's about 350.
3: And... Wait, what? Yep, that sounds right. Wait, what? I've done the math in my 50. head.
0: Wait, what? Three dollars yeah. fifty, as well as well. Three fifty. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's got—it's very mixed reviews. There, some people love it, some people don't. It's all over the board right now, and of course, that's caused a lot of foot stomping. And our perennial favorite <laughs> decided to be the one who gave it the lowest score. Jim Sterling gave it a two out of ten. Damn!
3: Damn Davis. a two! Holy shit!
0: <laughs> two! Holy! It's, he's man. not actually the only one that gave it that lower score. By the way, uh, Laura Kate, who has also been on our show a couple of times, she gave it thirty-five percent. It's got a lot of, and I hate scores, but it's just easier to refer it this way: two and a half stars. Uh, there's a couple of four out of tens, fifty-five percent.
3: Are there it, good? Are there good scores? Yes.
0: Yeah. There okay. are, you know. good scores too yeah and there seems to be a a big division on this one from what i can tell mm-hmm. and it probably comes down to if you really enjoyed the banjo kazooie and sort of old spyro style platformers and especially if you played them recently and still enjoyed them despite their age Grandor. yeah you'll probably love this because it has it's that 3 d collectathon platformer warts and all supposedly yeah. that's that, that is a that is something that is consistent across all these reviews having you know actually read a lot of them as opposed to just looking Krendor- at dumb scores is in
3: chat right now and says from what i've played so far i'd give it an eight out of yeah. ten even so
0: though that even way. the good reviews are like saying there are camera problems and outdated mechanics and level design that it's archaic in many ways. It's a but throwback could to could you all... argue that
3: that's what people
4: w- asked for? Well, and I think that's the Maybe. problem is that the Kickstarter, all of it is based off the nostalgia of like, oh, I'm gonna get the game that I love back. And and I know that the, uh, that also goes into reviews where you have reviews that are like, this is the tits and it's the best, and that's because they're still riding that wave. And then the other people are like, this isn't the nostalgia I remember, and I like this is it, different,
0: and I and hate that's you, you that world you can't take these games in a vacuum right you can can say this game's a nostalgia fest it's still 2017 and that game is going to get judged by modern standards to some extent whether you like it or not
4: which is why if if you love the game do not give any fucks about a review like if this is your jam if you're a crendor of the world and you're like this this is my shit then then why do you even like the amount of people who are like i love it i don't get what Fuck them. If you're having a fun time, fuck them. What do you care? Like, I will never understand that. Like, if you're in, that's look, that's me and Dynasty Warriors. Every Dynasty Warriors game is the same fucking game yet I'm like, oh, eight's coming out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I think it's fun. So, don't stress. Give me that Lou Boo.
3: Give me that yeah, Lou Boo, butt. It's
4: not even, not even worth it. People are losing their mind. Like, so Jim Sterling didn't like the game that you like. Oh, well. Oh, uh. well. You yeah, would hardly
0: be the only one. Uh, most people yeah. just, again, losing their mind over scores. I gave you the tolerant olive branch approach a couple of weeks ago on this one, about Zelda. Now I'm gonna give you the slap in the face of reality approach. You are fucking stupid if you obsess over scores. You are the dumbest. Yeah. The dumbest person that exists. I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning and function on a daily basis. You're obsessed. You're actually committing serious parts of your life and parts of your identity to a made up number, a made up inconsistent number that is in no way comparable across review sites. There is no consistent scale. There is no objectivity of any description in review scores ever ever they're not even consistent on the same site let alone cross sites and no metacritic does not solve that damn problem as we've said time and time again it's a fucking made up number what use is that to you when buying a game when deciding what game to buy and not to buy it's not it's like oh well it's a six guess i can't buy that one then (laughs) are you out of your mind jim sterling will
1: punch you if you buy ukulele on your yeah. way and back from the shop hiding
3: behind he the counter that. i hear he does that yes. yeah. he
0: does that Very violent <laughs> he's going to come to your house brick through the window guaranteed wow he just has a pile of bricks that he just carries with him wherever
4: he goes <laughs> he holds yeah. over his shoulder. they're all signed yeah. though he's, he's like signed all of them. bricks yeah he's not he's <laughs> like he finds them all but then he chucks them at you yeah, yeah. good guy good guy The only time
1: you should care if Jim Sterling likes a game or not, other than you know you're evaluating a purchase. If you like it and he doesn't, that's a problem. If you can invite him round your house to play it with him,
0: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, hey, would you (laughs) like to play ukulele with me? No, because I don't like it. Okay, then goes on with your day. (laughs)
1: Uh, What? God. I mean, this has been going on ever since reviews were bloody invented. Of course. I remember an outcry for a game called Delta on the Commodore 64. This must be like 1985. People writing into the magazine, you only gave this 8 out of 10. This is clearly a 9 out of 10 really good game. You're playing it. You're enjoying it. Don't worry about it. Don't write to the magazine.
0: When anyone ever says something as dumb as this game is objectively at least a... Uh. I want to just hit them. You don't even understand what objectivity means. And it has no <laughs> place in this discussion beyond you know, things technical aspects that can be objectively judged. Everything else is going to be driven entirely by opinion. And the point is you explain the opinion. You don't just say "This is bad," and then don't say why. What use is that? You know? Most people don't know how to criticize anyway, but this that's the value that you will find out of these. You know, if you trust somebody you should be assuming that they're acting in good faith and not lying to you. If you don't trust them, why the hell are you caring about their opinion anyway? Read the damn reviews, find out what it is, you know, is there a deal breaker in there for you? If there are camera issues, I don't, I wouldn't have bought this game anyway because I'm not into 3D platformers. It would have to be something magnificent to convince me otherwise. So I'm not even going to look at it, but if I were, issues like camera controls, which are widespread issues across most of these reviews, they mention camera a lot which, of course, is also tied into controls. The, you can't separate the two. You know, they're, they're both very much intrinsically linked. That would be a problem. That could be a deal-breaker for me. Absolutely. That could make the game very frustrating. The fact that it is a very old-school collect-a-thon and tends to lean towards that side in terms of level design, mechanics, pacing. Those are all things that, to me, would be deal-breakers. But for people who are into that sort of thing, and I, especially, as I said, recently have played Old Spyro and Old Banjo-Kazooie and liked them, What's and all that's that's a good thing for them Mm -hmm. it's a selling point
1: is there a word or phrase in a review that really puts you off the end product if you see it in more than one review is there like a word or phrase which is like a huge red flag 30
0: frames per second
3: open world
1: (laughs) yeah i would go for open worlds generally for myself yeah
0: I, even I when I see oh wait
3: no 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 I have a better one procedurally generated oh yeah <laughs> oh. that's the one that makes me go
0: <sighs> yeah
3: for a
1: roguelike I can do that but or a roguelite um yeah you know, I think when even
0: when I when I see an hour count that's very high like approaching the triple figures I'll probably that actually would be a put off for me a lot of the time because I think this game is full of filler. Hmm.
1: I think like that. When everybody says, oh, there's a really great new American TV series you should watch. Oh, brilliant. There's 912 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time to catch up. And especially because a load of those are going to be filler. Oh, yeah, but by season four, it's getting great. Well, I don't
0: have
1: time to get that far, you know? Yeah,
0: And of course, it's not going to be a universal truth. Like, not every long game is full of filler. Some of them are very, very good and actually manage to fill that stuff full of worthwhile Mm -hmm. content. But again, that's all subjectively focused as well we had the yep. Mad Max discussion uh several times in fact where a lot of consumers really loved Mad Max open world game driving around lots of activities to do but a lot of critics didn't like it because they thought those activities were busy work so it's down to whether or not you think those activities are busy work yep it yeah we're preaching to the choir here but if there's a if there even are a few of you in the audience that think it's okay, or get mad at reviewers for this sort of thing. You know, the only reason you should ever get mad at a reviewer is because they have lied to you. That doesn't mean they didn't say exactly what you thought. They're biased, and so are you. Everyone's biased. But if they legitimately flat-out lied to you, maliciously, yes, be mad at them for that. That's the only good reason. Still don't threaten to kill them. There's no good reason for that. And don't DDoS their fucking website, idiots. Not that I expect anyone in our audience to do that. Um, It's not... The consensus can be useful for consumers, but if anything, there's still a bunch of responsibility that you as a consumer have to properly research what you're going into. Like, I understand if it's just like something... If it's free, if someone on Netflix and you want to know how to spend the next hour or whatever, sure, you might quickly browse through and if something has one star out of five, you might ignore it. But if you're going to spend any serious amount of money on anything, you should do your goddamn research. And don't assume that the consensus is going to go the same way. Uh, on the plane over to Seattle, I watched Passengers. It's got a Rotten Tomatoes score of thirty five percent, and I loved it. Yeah. Oh,
3: really? Yeah, because oh, um,
0: Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt and uh, what's her face that everybody yeah, um... loves. Ah, oh, I'm terrible with names. Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence yes. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna you say
3: know, it's a everyone, Jennifer something.
4: Everyone shit on that movie. It's not bad. Like the reviewers are like, that's yeah. a terrible movie. It's, it's, it's okay.
0: I mean, I have I have, a, I have a legendarily bad taste in movies, and movies are so subjective. Like compared no. to games, oh, yeah. I think like way more subjective. Like there's it, it, games that are flat out broken. I, I've, I've never watched a broken movie, but it's. Ooh, I'm sure they. Uh, I'm I've sure they exist. But... <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Where is this scene gone? Who is this character? Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Passengers. You know, visually amazing, no doubt about it. And really interesting uh, moral quandaries going on. And uh, I felt just a, a bit like uneasy by the end of it, which I think was mm-hmm. exactly the point. But yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. But, you know, people are like, well, it's cliched and boring. Yeah, but there's another subjective thing. Because if you watch a ton of movies, you might start to identify those cliches and tropes more than someone who watches less of them. And of course, everyone has a greater or lesser tolerance to such things. So for some people, which, certain tropes are deal breakers. For some people, certain tropes are selling points.
3: Which translates exactly into what we've talked about before on this show a million times, which is like, our opinions are going to be very different from a normal consumer's opinion. Yes. Because we play so many fucking games. It's our job, right? Yeah. So like, the way that we respond to something like, if I read a review that says open world, I'm going to be like...
0: <sighs> oh, not again. Yeah.
3: Another open world game, right? Because... But it's not the way that a typical consumer is probably going to react. We're different.
4: Look, all you need to know is the best example of two completely different opinions on something is when we saw uh, The Great Wall. And (laughs) after that movie was over, we were like, what the fuck? And this dude in the front row is like.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. A dude literally stood and clapped. And we were like.
4: Like, We couldn't believe it. He was so blown away (laughs) by it. That's I'm all you need to know. So if happy it was over. Theater, yes, I don't <laughs> watch this
3: anymore. Yes. No, he was hooting and hollering through the whole You're fucking in the same thing, dude.
4: Theater and had two different experiences.
3: That's all mm-hmm. all I'm saying and,
0: is yeah. that's life. And here's the Y'all. thing, you wanna be that guy. I know some
3: people
4: yeah, and, and I th-
0: this increasing maybe it's I think it's just an online vocal minority culture of, oh look at me, I'm a nihilist. Like you don't even know what that fucking means. Like it's like not, uh, I've got to come up with some clever little word for that. The Kefkas
4: uh, of the world,
0: something. They're like all that. I'll come up with something clever for next episode. I promise. But okay. it's like, yeah, you we'll know, you that. You, you're you're the margarine of nihilism. You're the diet coke of nihilism. You know, you the don't. The margarine. Even...
3: <laughs> oh, so British. <laughs> the you want butter? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> what, not butter? <laughs> what? Butter. what? Really, not butter? I can't what butter? What not butter? <laughs>
0: You can find that in an Aldi in the UK. I always don't you?
3: think of that every single butter time butter. I yes. see, I can't believe it's not butter in the store. I think of what, butter?
0: Yeah, <laughs> all the different spin offs of that. like the skeptic community, as if you should be a co- part of a community for not taking everything at face value. <laughs> Everybody should be skeptical, but don't allow skepticism to override. The amusing thing is, you go too far in the other direction. It's like, I'm such a skeptic that I don't believe anything. Well, Th- then your rationality's gone out the window, so you defeat the point of being a skeptic. <laughs> yeah,
4: real talk, skeptics exist in- real skeptics exist in the world of, I want to believe, prove to me that it's real. Like, that's what that's about. Like, I want to think this game's gonna be awesome. I have an open mind. that it is. Yeah, that's- that's totally different than like, fuck it, that's not real, or, yeah. I hate that. I, like, that's- that's just being a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. I have an open mind, but the door is closed and you have to knock to enter. Absolutely. What being a, well, that's what a skeptic is. <laughs> that's a beautiful image. Skep- <laughs> skeptics. Jesus.
3: And then you'll knock literally forever because I don't answer the door.
4: No. So. And then you're a dick. See how that works?
0: You're a dick. Oh, my. Yes, that's that. Uh, anything else? Any small topics we want to throw out before the releases that anybody had? That they noticed going on? No. I think we hit most of them on the head. That seems to yeah, be man. the big thing. And we already mentioned the whole Mass Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda patch that's coming. So that is a thing. Good. I'm glad they're fixing that. <laughs> <Go ahead laughs> that. Uh, is a brief thing that I know, Jesse, you'll, you'll love they just patched sins of a solar empire again the anniversary update oh my god yeah i didn't see that that part of the update is designed to make modding better they like took away the memory limit and they put a bunch of optimizations on the engine to let you make bigger and crazier mods so they want that game to live forever
4: star wars mod guys give it give it last two
0: factions yes thrones revenge 2 so very very good update the star trek mod yeah it's great Yep. Anniversary update for Sins of Solar Empire Rebellion. Increased texture in fact, quality, stability, performance, everything. Great.
4: It is in fact right now the first thing when I go to Steam that pops up on the
0: top little like featured and recommended. Sins yeah. of Solar Empire. Man, they, they, even, they put a screenshot of the Star Wars mod in their official thread, which is... That's gutsy. Oh, I, I think yeah. you're glad Disney isn't uh, so litigious about those sort of things. You might want to be careful there if you're selling it off the back of a Star Wars mod. Ooh oh yeah and mad cats went bankrupt
3: oh god oh, yes that's yeah. Right.
0: hell yeah
3: oh man the player twos of the world having the shitty controllers <laughs> are gonna be sad forever
0: and you know that's a that's a <laughs> weird historical thing isn't it because i never uh, right now anyway you know over the last five years i've not thought of mad cats that way because they've been the guys behind the big tournament controllers oh, and yeah, the high-end great stuff. recently. yeah
3: but like pretty much i stole that joke from every fucking person out there who made a mad cats article of course they're all yeah. like i remember playing with my actual controller there you go. and then giving I my mad cats controller to my little brother mm. rest in peace mad cats <laughs> it's
0: like <Yep>. what? <laughs> the mad cats controls used to be absolutely terrible but mm. they they were bought by psytech in 2007 and i think it was at that point They then were sold to Logitech, weirdly enough, after losing some value. And it's at that point that they started making the the pro stuff, the esports related stuff, the high end fight sticks and controllers and such. I'm just, I would love to know, you know, what happened. There'll no doubt be an analysis of it somewhere. Apparently, they've been having financial problems for a while. But you know, what what was the cause of that? Did they focus too much on that niche market? They've
1: gone bust as they went into the period of making good things. You know, when they were making the shitey you know, transparent controllers you would give to Player 2. They What didn't go bust? (laughs) I
3: I think um, from what I was reading, the people that worked there over the last year were saying pretty much everything that they put out was a rehash. Like they would take something that they had already built and then add like something small to it and then resell it for the most part. so that was like like they were experiencing money trips
0: oh okay someone just pointed out in chat something i did not know about mad had a co-publishing deal with Harmonix for rock band four and they lost 11 million on it because rock band Whoa. Four. yeah Ooh, my. bear in mind the company was only sold to logitech for i think 13 million Ooh. so they 11. lost yeah matt uh, they had a massive downturn And it was because of Rock Band 4. They had a $4.7 million profit one year and then went down to a $12 million loss in fiscal 2016.
3: Damn. Man, that sucks.
0: Yeah, so Rock Band 4 fucked them really badly. And there's also some people that were saying they they got into the niche market, but they weren't niche enough. Like, they were producing expensive peripherals, but... At that kind of boutique level, at the highest, highest level, companies were kicking their ass. You know, Hori was Mm -hmm. making better stuff than they were. You were getting uh, genuine Japanese parts, arcade parts, and all sorts of things. There was a huge... uh, Quamba, another company, even Razer made a good fight stick and stuff like that. And of course, good, you know, pro controllers. And Microsoft comes along with their Elite controller and things like that. So... They basically were competing in a market where they couldn't keep up and they took a huge financial hit and that was it, apparently. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Well,
4: that explains that. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yep. Well, I, I still have my MLG Mad cats fight stick, although I have to say I kind of traded it in for the hitbox because I found that to be just an easier thing to use. But it was, it was a nice fight stick. Nothing really wrong mm. with it. I owned a Hori Real Arcade 3 as well at some point. That was also good. But, well, I guess there just wasn't enough room in the market it's getting very saturated a lot of people making these higher level pro controllers
3: yeah. yeah
1: it always seems odd to me that the official controllers for the consoles were always the best ones so, i mean the home computers the 80s you never wanted the one that was made by the computer no right the sinclair sjs1 joysticks that would literally break within an hour of new
0: and you'd have yeah. to go off and buy you know you quick shots or whatever oh, atari 2600 joysticks were just Six. disgusting
1: oh my god well, they would survive a nuclear explosion but you would never be able to control to use. Them from
0: you yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a quick shot joystick for the bbc micro that ended up being awful you I, the amount of wrist strength required to even move it yeah. it would just and it would creak <laughs> as you did it yes. ah. but you are right um, yeah uh, it, the it, default controllers for the most part are the way to go although mm. i i bought a Razer Onza, I think, because I hated the D-pad on the 360 controller, and the Razer Onza had a much better one. Mm. They actually did a quadrant split that was four separate buttons that was far better. So every now and again, there's something with those controllers that I want fixed, and I'll buy a third-party version. But for the most part, yeah, that is the way to go.
1: There was a period of about six or seven years where it seemed like console makers forgot how to make joypads properly. Mm-hmm. Everything came out with something dreadful on
0: Yeah, but they're a lot better now, yeah. The Xbox One part is great, and yeah. PS4 one's good, too. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that wraps up the news. A lot of sad stuff. <laughs> God, yeah. uh, as, long as, well, yeah. as long as you're not mad cats or ukulele, you're probably fine right now, so you do all right. <laughs> I'm sure we'll oh. hear about it next week. We'll bring Crendo on the show next week. He will put up a valiant-spirited-defensive ukulele.
3: Will he... I have a code, too, so I'll, I'll take the time to play it so that we yeah. can talk about it.
0: That will be interesting. All right, let's move on Um, to releases. releases? Indeed, uh, Dodger is responsible for the culling this week. Yay! We have Um, removed some.
3: All right, so April fourth or today, we have Invicta Beam, which is a game where uh, it seems like there are like a few different cartridges that you have to play through that all represent like different types of games. Okay, it looks cool. I'm not. It does. It looks cool to me.
0: Yeah. I'm always a little skeptical of games that try to do the whole multi-genre thing, because of course, they're going to be a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-none most of the time. Right. But yeah, this whole idea of, you know, you're playing these different cartridges from your childhood and different modernized versions of games is neat. It's gimmicky. It's been done before with the Evoland series. But Yeah. yeah, I would check this out. This is very interesting.
3: The next game is called Sweet Fantasy.
0: Um, this is this is it. <laughs> what have you What have you done? <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake!
3: It's this a visual is... <laughs> novel where you play a little nymph named Pumpkin, and you fall <sighs> in love with Mrs. Amethyst.
0: <laughs> sure you do.
4: Can we just lost. <laughs> ignore all of that and just accept the fact that screenshot three? Oh my is, god! We're asking a snail. The snail has a little mustache, and he's like, "Ew, dear." Yeah. I want to play this game
0: what really depresses me is that it looks like they put some serious work into the art of this thing and it's like well this a lot of this is pervy as hell and you know very kind of That's anime kawaii stuff is. Yeah. yeah there's so much of this stuff coming out on steam right now but i see why you yeah. left this in because uh, the art is good
3: it is it's great.
0: i mean it looks good it looks like they put some work into it which is more than safe for a lot of these visual novels but <laughs> uh
3: the the next one is called serious sam vr the second encounter Th- there's a sequel already
0: yeah what that, it's a stupa i believe they yep actually is it uh yes no maybe because they're pretty positive they uh, they've done this so this is a vr version of serious sam but it's not a stupa it's no an it's act- not it's a vr conversion of the full first person shooter i believe which is, like, that's probably vomit-inducing for some people. But then there was, what, Serious Sam? Was it The Last Stand? I think? Yeah, The Last Hope, yes. Serious Sam, The Last Hope was the one where you stood on a platform and shoot shoot stuff. But this is their third VR game in, like, the course of a year. Jesus. Yeah, they are converting it. I am intrigued to see whether it works. I mean, it's all cool dual wheel stuff. You can dual wheel two different weapons. You can even cross them over, which seems super cool, but... I can't imagine this not making me really sick, Stay considering vertical. how fa... Har. Considering how fast you move? Good God. Yeah, that's a nice concept. Just,
1: the motion sickness thing of that is going to be lethal, isn't it? Yeah. I can't see how yeah. they're going to get around that at all. But... Well,
0: some people suffer from it, some don't. Apparently, there's also different locomotion mechanics, so you can do the teleport thing, which apparently huh? fixes it for a lot of people. But if you want full yeah. motion... And you can tolerate that, because some people can, then you can do it.
3: The next game is called Brawl Out, which I guess would be like a Smash-like.
0: <laughs> a pla- <yeah. laughs> to, okay. to
3: pull from our knowledge of today.
0: Yeah, yeah c- Competitive Platform Fighter, I think they're calling this. Uh, this is more oh. of a 3D rendered one. It's still 2D, but of course we had Rivals of Ether last week. This This sort of came out of nowhere. I haven't seen this one anywhere up until this point it looks good like the art looks great the animations look really smooth but i don't have a lot of knowledge of smash brothers in general so i couldn't really tell you how good this is
3: Hmm. the next one is called hop along the badlands i left this in because it looks goofy as fuck it's like you fighting other cowboys but
0: oh my god (laughs) yeah so it's a vr cowboy game where you ride a stick toy horse yeah
3: <laughs> it looks like everything is maybe supposed to be like like toy Toys. cowboys
0: yeah you, you you ride you use that with one hand and then you shoot with the other and you do you have to do this do you have to do that because <laughs> if you have to do that my god yeah it's it, they say a unique locomotion system <laughs> you're not kidding on that one jesus
3: the game after that is called Use Your Words. It uh, yeah. is coming out on Steam as well as PS4 today.
0: I believe this and... was co-developed by a YouTuber and streamer because they're aiming this very much so at the Jackbox Party Pack market.
3: Right, that would like make it, sense. Yeah. Uh, it looks very goofy.
0: Yeah, it's uh, one of those comedy social games where you use your smartphone as a input device. So you can... Do it around uh television or you can do the whole streaming thing, video conferencing thing that Jackbox has done. It allows yeah. spectators just like Jackbox, bunch of different words and different games. What's interesting is that this game actually like you it's got a subtitle game where it's got old footage of I assume public domain movies, and you take it in turns to subtitle different scenes for comedy value. That looks super cool.
1: i used yeah. to do that on Whose Line Is It Anyway.
0: Yeah it's yeah. it's kind of like that so it's a it's a bit more of a well i don't know i mean jackbox has a lot of the whole social gaming aspect to it as well so but it looks cool i'm I'm glad i'm always glad for more games like that mm-hmm.
3: the next game is another visual novel but it's beautiful like the art looks really really nice in it it's called it nightshade like style art yeah um it's also like a period piece so it's it's got like up clothes and shit
0: yeah, sengoku period apparently regarding a romance of ninjas of course it's actually came out last year on playstation vita because the vita is only for visual novels now apparently <laughs> that's pretty much the only can kind confirm <laughs> yeah i mean they're still doing pretty well it's a great machine if you like those kind of things yeah you're right you know there's a lot of work put into this art but again you know another visual novel one of the things yeah. that uh at, during the visit of, to valve Valve had no idea that visual novels would be anywhere near as popular as they are on Steam, and apparently right. they—that's one of the reasons that they claim they don't want to curate because they say if they had, they probably wouldn't have let any of them on Steam, because they were thinking then these won't sell, and especially with the more porny aspects that some of them have, they were like this is not worth the risk. But yeah, they—they they were wrong on that one. So
3: mm-hmm. the next one, which looks super cool, is called The Signal from Tolva. Um it's a first-person shooter where you get robots to become like your friends and follow you around
0: wait big big robot whatever heard... who's big robot oh it was the... oh sir you were being hunted Is that yeah yeah oh, Sir, you are being hunted gosh. oh
3: shit! yeah
0: it's an interesting concept not that well executed this one looks far more polished though mm. this yeah. looks really interesting but yeah you unlock savage weapons whatever that means there's rival factions that that's my jam by the way i love faction manipulation and stuff like that recruit yeah. robots to fight alongside you this looks sick wow yeah i'm gonna look at this one
3: yeah me too mm. one after that is called lego city undercover it's a lego game
0: yeah so... it wasn't that it's a wii u port isn't it like it used to be a wii yeah. u, u exclusive yeah it was a, uh, bundled with it for a while i think yep. yeah yeah I mean I like the Lego games. I like that sense of humor anyway. I just don't like playing them because they're all quite simple. I love watching the cutscenes though because they're all <laughs> extremely funny.
1: I don't know about Undercover. Does it feel any different to the standard, you know, we're adapting a film and you run around and collect brick stuff? Is it any different?
0: Basically mm-hmm. Undercover's supposed to be Lego GTA. That's my understanding oh, of it.
1: Oh, so far more okay. open world. Yeah.
0: World. Uh yeah. obviously, you know, kid-friendly, but yeah less of it's an original ip as opposed to them taking an existing one and i believe
1: peter Serafinovich did some of the voices trivial cool.
0: oh, by the way oh. there's a lego star wars it's direct to dvd but still there's a lego star wars movie coming out
3: oh, yeah
0: that could be amazing or terrible hopefully amazing
3: <laughs> i
1: thought they'd already done a few like the I don't know, the Yoda Adventures or the Empire Strikes Out or something like that. Possibly. Empire Strikes Maybe Out. Maybe I'm just Anything. not paying attention to actually a
0: thing. Disney's Direct TV, direct-to-DVD TV, efforts. Yeah, you might be entirely right on that one. Hmm. Uh,
3: the next game in the list is called Edengrad. Um, Ooh. I like the concept of it. Apparently it has mixed reviews so far, but it's <sighs> It's an a... early access
0: MMO, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's an early access MMO where you set up like a town, and you try to become like a major trading port.
0: Looks like it's a post-apocalyptic thing, yeah. by the looks of it, right? That's a, that's ambitious. And, here's you know, here's
4: all I will say, having- I was like, I need to sp- see whether they're mixed reviews. Every review like, it's 10 FPS. Oh, so. it just runs like crap, yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. a good reason not to touch mm. it, yeah.
0: It, I don't know how they got the trailer running better than that. Yeah, it seems like it's got some- uh, it's got PvP in it, some crafting elements, I always I'm always thinking is this really an MMO when I hear about it now because a lot of survival games have started to call themselves MMOs and this looks like it's more of a survival game than that but it does claim it has questing and PvE elements and stuff I think I'll wait till this gets full release thank you I have no intention of being a beta tester for this
3: yeah no joke the The game after that is called that
0: looks like a lot of other games doesn't it it does it really does Mm -hmm.
3: the next game is called survivalism with a z
0: the animal Um... simulator
3: yeah, you Yo. become an animal in the forest and you have to <clears throat> survive and find a mate and grow your herd. And
0: It's not as good as Tokyo Jungle and it never will be. Let's be it's, totally I mean, honest. Pro-
3: like, right? For real. <laughs> Tokyo Jungle is A. Yeah. Come it's murder everyone as best. a Shiberino. Um, After that, Persona 5, which we've already talked about. Yep. Uh, Drawn to Death came out on PS4 today. Yeah, some which, uh...
0: David Jaff's new thing, right?
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, I played God that Man a while Metal. back at a convention. It was pretty fun.
0: Whatever the hell it is. Uh, why do I keep forgetting the name of that damn game? Uh, Twisted Metal, yes.
3: Mm. Uh, the game after that is called Armagallant Decks of Destiny. That's coming what out for ps as well.
0: Uh, it looks like da, da, da. A-,
4: a MOBA crossed with a card game. I can't figure out what's happening right now.
0: Uh, let me have a look at it. This is my wheelhouse. Uh sh- if I can actually- <laughs> I can't even find the game on Steam right now because of the spelling it on it. It is not- it's, it's a PS4, PS4 game. Oh, okay, well I have no chance of finding no. it then. Um, all oh, right, hang on a minute. Armour <laughs> Gallant. Ah, there we go. I'm looking at this video and it's
4: interesting as hell. I- I dig it, I just can't figure out what's going on.
0: Deck building, real-time strategy... I'm looking for video footage of the damn thing just to figure out what it is. Art style's nice, I'll give it that. <laughs> Oh, I'll okay. throw it
4: in chat over here. There's, there's a
0: launch trailer for it. That doesn't help. <laughs> the fuck? Did it not? Oh yeah. I I need to see. There gameplay. you go. Right there. There's a video. Hey, wait a minute. Is this fucking battle? What was the name of it? The thing that was like this. that EA shut down. Battle Forge. Battle Forge. Is this Battle Forge? I like possibly. I just... Yeah. This is Battle Forge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is Battleforge, basically. Yeah, it's a collectible RTS. Basically, the units that you have are uh, in a deck and you deploy them and you move them around and do real-time strategy things with them. Interesting. Looks pretty cool, actually. I hope they bring this to PC because fuck playing that with a controller. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No way. Was
1: Battleforge the one where it had the eye toy?
0: No, that was... Something of Dest, The Eye of Judgment was the name that of that one. That was it! Yes. Super unique, yep. really cool game. Love that. Yep. What a great idea. Sad that it never really kept going. Mm.
3: Uh, next up is called Blackwood Crossing for PS4. This looks like a, a kind of cool adventure game that probably Jesse and I would both be super into.
0: Just looking at the reveal trailer here. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really show any gameplay whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it definitely is one of those more cinematic but some crazy creepy horror stuff going on there yeah, as well. Even what though what is going
4: on in this?
0: Yeah, that's that that's looks cool. Interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping that comes to PC as well. hopefully that's not mm-hmm. an exclusive. It's got some really nice visuals going on with it and some crazy creepy freaky stuff as well. Yeah. Lovely.
3: April 5th, we have Roots of Insanity, which um I debated keeping on here or not. It's It's a walk around a dark place and shit tries to kill you. In the Unreal
0: 4 engine, because it always bloody is these days. uh, They (laughs) make so many (laughs) of these fucking things. It's hard Um, to know what of them is good and what isn't.
3: Yeah. After that, Shovel Knight Specter of Torment, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, April 6th, we have Commissar. K-O-M-M-I-S-S-A-R.
0: What is that all about, then?
3: you know what? It Ooh. looks very papers please to me, mm. so A political like...
0: prosecution simulator in a totalitarian oh. regime? I mean, I, yeah, it is, it's very, it's a papers please procedural kind of thing. If this is good, I really hope it is. Unfortunately, it's an early access game, which makes me think it might not be. Very papers please esque yeah. Some games mm. have try to do this and fail. I remember Westport Independent being a huge disappointment in that All regard, right. which is the one where you had to roll run a newspaper under a totalitarian regime.
3: Right. Uh the game after this made me laugh. Right. <laughs> this game made me laugh when I was going through. It's called Catch a Lover. It's a multiplayer game where uh one of you plays a husband and the other one plays the wife's lover and you're trying to catch them.
4: That's a question. <laughs> uh it says 2 to 4 players.
3: I assume, okay, I assume because <laughs> there's a police officer in one of the promo pictures. So like, okay, if there's four. It has a playable
0: dog. The dog is playable in this game. <laughs> oh my god, the whole family is after this guy. The yeah. dog
4: <laughs> it's so silly.
0: Wait, the I, love it. I this added I most of this is just the dog doing things like drinking water and peeing on the carpet. This game is bonkers. What is this? Oh my, okay, here's
4: the characters. The husband, husband's goal is to find the lover, punish him if he can. He can punch, he can take small objects and throw them. The dog, dog's goal is to help the husband. He can't open doors, but he can make traps for the lover. If he finds the lover's clothes, he can track the lover. He can bark and bite. The lover's goal, find his clothes and escape the house. He has inventory and health. He can make traps for the husband. He can dive from falling. And the wife's goal is to prevent the husband from finding the lover. The so beware fuck? the husband. He punches and it's very painful. God damn it. Help lover find his clothes. Clean up where the dog was.
0: That is an amazing f- concept game? for a game. Wow. Probably yeah. won't be well implemented, but holy hell, the originality of that! That's... Yeah, that
3: sounds really fun. Oh my god!
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, again, yeah. probably will suck, mm-hmm. but hell, if they make that work, that oh could yeah, be definitely. a really fun multiplayer game. The font alone tells
4: me it's gonna suck, but <laughs> probably. Boy, is it fun looking.
0: Yeah. All right,
4: moving um, on.
3: All right, the next game is called Embers of Magic. It's another uh, really short visual novel, but the art style of it looks awesome. It's
4: really different and weird,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah, very unusual. At least we're moving away. Still kind of big eyes on the characters, but less of the anime kawaii nonsense. It's apparently free as well. So just a short free experience. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The next game is Shardbound, which uh, I've played a lot of. That game is coming to early access, so I'm excited for them. They got yeah. their Kickstarter goal.
0: A card-based, hex-based tactics game, obviously, sort of stepping onto Farius' turf. That yak mm-hmm. going get you if you're not careful. He's watching. Yeah. You. He's been back there this entire time. But, uh, what isn't this uh, the, by some of the guys that made the ill-fated Dawn
3: The exact same team. All right, but on their own now without EA. So, cool. mm-hmm. nice.
0: Graphically, uh, that looks very,
1: very similar to uh, Chaos Reborn.
0: You are absolutely right on that one, actually, yeah. I, which I never got around to playing the full version of. I played a prototype back in the day, but I never got around to it. I really need to.
3: Cool. After that is Boros. It's a uh, really weird-looking puzzle game.
0: 2D puzzle I have action. No, like, looking
3: at it, I have no idea how this is played. <coughs> <God>. So. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: it's, a, it's a Zuma slash Luxor clone. Okay, yeah. So it's sort of like you've got a rotate the various colored balls and match them up in an increasingly large string and obviously it's called out boros because it's uh you know the reference the Ouroboros, oh, the Ouroboros, kind of infinite yeah. snake eating its own tail kind of thing yep
3: uh next up is for nintendo switch oh so it won't be on Steam. that's disappointing it's called uh graceful explosion machine it's like a little I... colorful shooter game
0: i'm disappointed we don't have a game that name on the pc even if it is just a shooter never mind and then you have what animal gods on the wii u
3: animal gods yeah that's a port i'm pretty sure right yeah, because okay. that's already on steam yeah
0: right cool.
3: Cool. so there's
1: actually a new wii u game coming out i thought they um zelda was going to be the final one
0: apparently not all right because uh, i don't think this is going to shift many systems but i don't actually you know it does have some it's uh, aesthetically it's quite nice i don't know about the gameplay though
3: Next up for April 7th is From Shadows.
0: From Shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with this one then? What is it?
3: Uh it's like a it's a side scrolling game where you fight shit.
0: Oh it looks okay. it
3: reminds me a lot of Castlevania. So right. it's like a side scrolling action
0: platformer with co-op. Castlevania 2 in particular, yeah. yeah. Combat focused action platformer mm. by looks of it everything's hand-drawn in 5k resolution they claim so a lot of mm-hmm. interesting detail
3: uh next up is steampunk syndicate it's a tower, tower defense, defense
0: game and, oh yeah this uh, one
4: the tower defense this it's a it. tower it's defense something-
0: with a little bit of ccg in there for good measure i love the aesthetic of it yep mm-hmm. that's cool i mean it would have to do something special to get me interested in another tower defense game but the visuals in particular are you getting a bit of an advance wars vibe from some of these visuals Mm-hmm. You Loving can you even it. build like you can construct shit. Oh cool. You can actually build custom towers to deploy. All right. I'm in All right, you got me in.
4: Yeah, that's cool.
0: All right
3: Next up is called Galactic Keep uh, The whole art style of it looks like it's trying to mimic like a hand-drawn tabletop game uh, it It just looks kind of cool to me.
0: Oh, is this the one that was on iOS and took like 10 years to develop? I think it might be maybe i heard about this so goddamn long ago it it's full of tons of content it was i think one of the original crazy ios ideas that was a big genre blender and stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure this is it oh cool well i mean i'm glad it's on pc i might give it a try now
3: yeah next up is called missile cards it's a turn-based defense game Okay. Where you have like cards that represent different types of missiles that oh, you can launch. It's
0: it's it's a card game cross with Missile Command. That's neat. Hmm. That is kind of cool.
3: Uh, the game after that is called Slime Sun.
0: Oh, Slime Sun! Yes, I've heard it's about this. It's actually a, little bit. a
4: really fun game. <laughs> <laughs> it's super silly. It's- uh, it reminds me of like an old, uh game boy game like an old school game boy game right it's so good it's a lot of fun
0: yeah it's a puzzle platformer-esque kind of thing with a retro theme to it
3: gotcha uh the next one is bullet storm full clip edition
0: ah yes the the remake as it were Mm
3: -hmm.
0: full clip magazine i don't use clips
3: full clip i got a full clip guys fucking
0: (laughs) garen i mean bullet storm's a great game and the the older PC version had a lot of problems. If they fix those problems, great. That's a reason for me to do another playthrough of Bulletstorm because Bulletstorm was fucking awesome and deserved yeah. way better than it got. Is it mm-hmm. as good as Serious Sam and uh, Painkiller? I'd say, and that I'd say it's stuff. better. Uh, maybe not watch. Painkiller, but better than Serious Sam because a lot of it was it wasn't just mindless shooting. It was a lot of trick shot stuff. And a lot of that was very funny, very cool to do, you kick someone to a cactus, you got 100 points, and it was called a pricked kill. Stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Very juvenile, but it has some amazing sequences. Uh, the, the fucking robot, the remote-controlled robot giant dinosaur level is legendary. It is incredible. You've never played anything quite like it. So please, give it a try. Like, the, it's quite the thing.
3: <laughs> Going on to April 8th, uh, we have Forestry.
0: Forestry. And, right. yeah,
3: it's a VR game. Okay. That's, um, it feels kind of like, I don't know, it feels kind of oddly Minecrafty. The really? idea is that ah. you come into the game, you cut down logs, and then, like, you, you have axes, and you cut down logs. You can make a campfire or whatever. Okay. There's lakes. But you can use the wood from the logs to build things.
0: Yeah, it's like impress your friends by basically learning woodworking through this game. It builds stuff with it in VR. I, yeah. I love the way that, the way that you control the axes is hilarious. You could dual wield them and you could chop away like a fucking super ninja with them and yeah. build stuff. That's neat. I mean, I don't, you know, it's a it's a toy. I think from what I can mm-hmm. tell, but it seems like a pretty cool toy nonetheless.
3: Yeah, and then our final game on the ninth is Cluckles Adventure where you play a chicken with a little sword. (laughs) It looks amazing.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I see see why you went for that. You you were mentioning uh, Game Boy games. This looks like a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. Very much that aesthetic. It does look good. You know, we have a lot of retro-inspired platformers. Most of them suck. We only really let the good ones get on the show these days because we don't want to waste your time. But yeah, this does look pretty cute and very competently made. So,
3: Chicken cool. with a sword, look at you! You're like dashing <laughs> uh, and killing shit!
0: Good on them for
4: that. I love it. Perfect, I'm in. Yep.
0: Uh,
3: oh my god, you can get armor? You can be a chicken in armor! Nice. I need it. Anyways, uh, um, that's it. That's all of our releases.
0: Cool, yeah. The one, one thing we did miss out on, Uh, Flatout 4 is on Steam right now. I'm very scared because Flatout used to be amazing and then it got really bad and I don't know if this one's going to be any good. All I could say is I really fucking hope it is. Mm. I'll, I'll have a look at it. God, Flat Out used to be so good. Oh, I'm so sad about that series. Please, please be a return to form. That would be great. Oh, all right. I think we're about done, folks. Thank you very much for watching the co podcast. Much appreciated. And of course, big thanks to our special guest today, Ashens. who has a highly successful YouTube channel and is, of course, currently working on a book. Tell us all about all of that.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, so uh, a couple of years ago now, I released a book called Terrible Old Games You've Probably Never Heard Of, because I like short, snappy titles. Um, And it's... (laughs) just a load of 8-bit games of such horrifying uh, lack of quality you wouldn't believe. It was kind of a reaction to all the YouTube videos you see. It was like the worst game ever. And it's always yeah. like T on the Atari 2600, which is terrible. But there's a lot worse. There are they? worse, yep. It released things that don't work, you know, that actually fail at actually being a playable game and Mm -hmm. charged money for it. So I went delving into that incredibly frightening world and came up with a lot of nuggets of horror, which I stuck in the book. Um, Yeah, did quite well. So I'm now writing a second one because I still have quite a lot of horrible stuff I unearthed and I keep unearthing more. There's horrible little rabbit holes you can go down. For instance, I started looking at racing games on the Commodore 64. That is a computer that did not do well for racing games. It really didn't. I was playing one, um, I'll name drop it. Uh, There's a version of WEC Le Mans, the uh, 24-hour race. Which was a very good arcade game. Got half decent ports to the old eight bit machines. The Commodore sixty four version is unbelievable. There's no impression of going forward. Sometimes the road is going backwards. <laughs> Things come. Ah, oh, it's yeah. just totally unplayable garbage. And it's not even the worst on the system by like a country mile. That's so the worst much. I did
0: discover. But it was yeah on that and on, wow. on the BBC Micro, of course, had some terrible Ooh, games. I recall playing yes. a snooker game. I think it was Pete Davis's Championship Snooker. The bbc micro couldn't render brown No, you had red rather than brown on the micro yeah yeah so the brown ball was like i think green with a red spot in the middle (laughs) yes because you couldn't render brown it was there was some terrible man i'd love to write something for that i've got i got a big collection of terrible stuff back at home warning i may take you up on that that would be cool yeah let's get in on it i'm sure i can find
1: something that would be suitable my people, by which I mean me, will contact your people, which are probably you.
0: Probably me. Yeah, let's just do that. Just saves a lot of time. <laughs> and that's how business is done, kids. Indeed. Live on air. There we go. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. The title of the book is...
1: It is Attack of the Flickering Skeletons, ter- More Terrible Old Games You've Probably Never Heard Of. There you go. And uh, you can you can back it now. It's going through Unbound, which is a publisher which is kind of... Half crowdfunding, half pre-order. It's an interesting system. But uh, yeah, just search for Skeletons Unbound and you'll either find a really, really horrifying uh, pornographic film from the 70s or my book. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I was just seeing if that was the same. It uh, probably isn't. There's, uh, my brother's girlfriend is a writer and has published a trilogy of books and used a similar kind of, of half Ooh. crowdfund, half not. Uh, publisher, I think for their marketing, if I recall correctly. Uh, I don't think it's the same company, but yeah, it's interesting to hear about that. Mm, cool, yep. check it out, oh, and of course, check out his current book, which is available pretty much everywhere. If you want to yeah. buy it,
1: yeah, bookshops in the UK, Amazon, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yep, terrible old games you probably have never heard of. The little square book that will not flush down the toilet. No, um,
1: that is a guarantee.
0: Yeah, it will not go down.
1: Guarantee. No yeah. way.
0: It will damage your system and your house price. It will. Don't. Don't try it. But at least you'll never lose it. You'll never accidentally lose it. Jesse, what you got coming up on the channel this week? What's going on?
4: Yo, uh, more games, more fun, more silly stuff. I don't want to promote the channel. I want to promote my Snapchat. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I believe what is wrong with you. I believe firmly epic underscore maneuver. That's where I shine. That's where I shine. Maneuver E before you guys. It's a beautiful place where for ten seconds a day, I act real weird. So you should definitely go, all follow that. Get on the Snapchat, kids. That's I. I have characters. I have a character named Grommet. He's got a big mouth. Doesn't matter. I love it. I love it. It's go there. YouTube's in the past. Snapchat. That's where it's at. That's where I'm gonna make my big bucks. I believe. This <laughs> I believe it.
0: I' ain't <laughs> loaning you any money later. So <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> Dodger, what's coming up on your channel this week? Or sorry, if you migrated entirely to Pinterest now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, please follow my Pinterest uh, at Epic Maneuver. I don't think they use ads on Pinterest. Okay. Uh, I do anime news. I do gaming news. I do a silly unboxing show with my fiance. I would love it if you would come and hang out at Press Art to Continue. I also stream almost every day at twitch.tv slash dexteritybonus. And yeah, we just try to have a good time and chill. So if that sounds like your jam. Then come follow me.
0: Awesome! Oh, I don't because know what's be found exclusively
1: on Club Penguin these days. Yes, uh, indeed. That that is exclusive. Is the, the word,
3: mo- mobile it? Club Penguin because you know they shut down the original. Mm. So,
0: my business. <gasps> if you invested in Club Penguin, you are in a lot of trouble right now. I'll be fine. My mad cat shares will... Um, sort of- <laughs> They'll bounce back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I, I mean, I'm sure I managed something this week if Persona doesn't waylay me, which is entirely possible. My copy's downstairs right now. I might not get anything done for a month. Wholly possible. But outside of that, if I do, I would love to do a video on Domina, but I'm ain't going to do it until you fix that save problem. So... Mr. Developer-san, you are very talented, but if you do not fix that, you ain't getting coverage. So do it. Please, please add that. There's still a bunch of other stuff that I would love to look at and I'm working on. I still want to try and get Beat Cop done. And there's a couple of things in that list that I'm interested in, including that Tower Defense game. I might have a little gander at that one. Outside of that... I occasionally stream every now and again outside of the Co-Optional podcast. It's pretty much random. So just keep an eye on my Twitch account. Follow it. They'll email you when you go live. And of course, follow my Twitter because I'll tell you there as well. And I think that's pretty much about it. Yep, don't really have any plans at the moment, which actually feels quite nice for a change. Maybe I'll even get Nia finished. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Don't know about that. Be good though. We're done. Thank you very much to our special guest, Mrs. Stuart Ashens. Go check out his channel if you want to see the unboxing of terrible plastic tat and the occasional consumption of things not safe for the human gullet. That I don't know what that is, but I don't That was don't... a preview. Uh, that's a next oh, Thundercats knockoff in a Flintstones car. Oh because, my um, god. Yes. I thought it was a really bad Wacky racist toy there for a second. <laughs> it's the Arkansas Chugger Bug with Panthro because... In- yes. <clears throat> Incredible. Oh yeah, I do have one last thing to promote. I do a wrestling podcast because of fucking course I do. I do it on SoundCloud. Currently, the guest host is Paolo, aka Katz, from the StarCraft II pro gaming scene. We're going to be having a couple of other guests, but we got our big hour and a half long review of WrestleMania 2017 up yesterday. So if you have not listened to me blabber on enough about things that don't matter, there you go. Another hour and a half of that over on soundcloud.com slash total biscuit. It doesn't have an RSS feed right now. We only use that for the co-optional podcast, but we might set one up if people actually bother to listen to it. So feel free to go out there and check that out if you are interested in wrestling for whatever reason. And even if you aren't, Do go check out that SmackDown women's match on WrestleMania so that you can see Becky Lynch cosplaying as Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn and throwing a very small man around, which was great and hilarious. So do that. Okay, folks, that's about it. Thank you very much for watching. We will see you most likely at the same time next week. Our guest will probably be Crendor because I really want to hear him rant about ukulele or rant about the people that don't like ukulele. One way or the other, we'll find something. We're done. Thanks a lot for watching, folks. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.